All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are live. Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I'm Darwin. Got AV behind the camera, and we got Toby for the second motherfucking time. Sure. God damn, man. Oh, yeah, take three. So, take three, man. So, little backstory, you know, uh, last time we did the podcast and then my software for the audio recording just crashed on me. So, we decided to do it for the second time. Crashed again, and here we are again, man, before Toby heads back to Steelwater's uh Man, I appreciate you coming through, man. Oh, yeah, no doubt, no so doubt. So let's get we this had, shit out good, of the way, man. So, we had a good two hours of conversation last week, so let's ah, do it again. Yeah, yeah, we got to do this shit again. But, hey, everything, the beauty of it is everything is improvising. We're just like, I don't got anything scraped, anything written. So we just go ahead and ask questions and just go from there and have a regular conversation. So let's get it started. Um, just kind of, you know, introduce yourself and kind of what you do. Right, yeah, so... Uh, Toby, uh, basically, I'm in sales management, been in sales management now for about two years. Um, started off at Verizon as a sales rep, worked my way up to management. So now I'm in charge of five or six other individuals. Okay, so this is the cool part. And this is like why we have you on the podcast, because we want to go into that corporate level. But not only is it the corporate level of your uh, perspective, but also just the sales part of it, you know, Sales is something I would recommend somebody to start off because, I mean, in this life, you have to. You know, you have to. Either you're getting sold something or you're selling something. So which one are you going to be, you know? So this is, like, something that we just need to touch on because I feel like it's very important. So if you're a youngster or whatever and you want to decide to get on sales, I, I feel like um, it's, it's a good thing to do because it'll teach you a lot. of. It'll teach you how to, you know, have conversations with people. It'll teach you how to understand them and shit, shit of that nature, right. you know? So um, how – did you start just going into sales and shit? How, right. What was the process behind that? Man? So I'm 26 years old. So I started sales at 24. So pretty much most of my working life has been warehouse work, construction, you know, just whatever I can get to get paid. Hobby Lobby, Amazon, shit like that. But uh, so working in all these odd jobs, uh, I worked at Aaron's, which was a collections agency and working at that collections agency. Somebody walked in one day, liked how I was, offered me the job and, I started off uh, as a sales rep, but it didn't it didn't start off so good though. Yeah, yeah, it was rough at first. So I've never done sales before. I've never been out there as far as like corporate sales. You know what I mean? So being out there for the first time in front of people, I was like froze up. Like you know, I'm trying to tell them everything they want to hear, but I was afraid to be like, oh, it costs this much money, you know, because I didn't know how much money they had. Right. I think it's uh, and it happens to me too when I started. I feel like. Pricing something was so like, ah, oh, shit, I don't, I, this is, I'm going to get a rejection. And being afraid of rejection, rejections too kind of like crippled me on a lot of sales. But at the end of the day, I think it's, you know, what we're talking about is value over anything. I just find what the customer needs and they don't give a hell what they're going to pay. They're going to pay it. Right. And that's the most important needs. thing to understand. No matter what you're selling, like after you really get into, you know, sales, you start to understand that. It doesn't matter how much money your customers or the people walking in have in their pocket. They're going to buy whatever it is, regardless of the price, because if they they see the value in it, then that's what they're going to want to go for. So whenever you're out there positioning things to them, you want to talk about the value more so than the price. Because nine times out of ten, these people don't even got the money for these phones in their pocket. They just want to. Bro, this bug <laughs> is fucking. I'm about tired of this goddamn For real, bro. Bug. Where's he at? God damn, this motherfucker's on every episode. Well, he's been on every episode for sure. Well, I got ADD, so he's gonna he's gonna mess me up. You got him? I don't know. Hopefully, 
Fuck it. Where were we, man? Fucking bug. I don't know. So go ahead, man. Um, I think we were talking about the. <laughs> I think we were talking about the. Um, the whole yeah, shit. Whole shit. on that whole shit. My bad, bro. <laughs> Hey, let's run the shit back. Nah, nah, we good, we, we good. good. I, I like, right, I like to keep right. everything as it is. All right, cool. We leaving shit raw. So, <laughs> we, honestly, bro, that, now there's two bugs, bro. They just keep popping up, but hey. then AV is just a part hey, of the fuck bug, it. fucking cruise and shit. So like, no, man. But anyways, man. So for y'all listening, whenever you're out there trying to sell something to somebody, you preach that value because everybody see like we what, what might be worth something to you might be worth more to someone else so you might be trying to sell them this phone it might not be the best phone to you but that might be the best phone for them yeah so you were uh col- you said a collected yeah i was in collection so i was the repo man man how the hell was that like what that because if it's for furniture and shit like that's got to be tough yeah man so i've taken people's refrigerators the day before thanksgiving I've been right there before Christmas, taking kids' bunk beds, taking TVs, hearing their dad say it's going to the shop. Holy it's rough, shit. man. It was rough. That's and and it was you know on the south side, so it was the homies that I went to high school with. It was the people I saw on a daily basis out in the streets at the flea market, kicking it. So it was just you, everybody. Would you say you were good at it? I was really good at it. I was really good at it because the thing about collections is. I try to level with them and be real with them. So as long as you're human with them and you, you have empathy, like, and they'll keep it real with you. So I wasn't just, Hey, it's my way or the highway. Like, I understand that it's going to be a mission for this person to give up this refrigerator. I can't break in and take it. I have to convince them to let me take it. So I have to show them like, look, you know, this is my job. This is what I do for a living. So help me help you. And I was able to collect a lot of stuff. Okay. So, but it was rough, man. It was rough. Like I had guns pulled on me. So kind of good. Tell that story real quick because that right, shit is yeah, pretty so interesting. I was right here off of I-240 in a May behind the 7-Eleven at a house. So I see this guy. I've been hunting him down for a little while. He pulls into his garage. As it closes, I pull up and I run. I knock on the garage door. I go to the front door. I just kind of rotate back and forth between the garage door and the front door. And as I'm walking back to the garage door, I get met with this dude with a Glock just pointed at my fa- in my head. He's like, what the hell you doing? I said, man, bro, I'm with Aaron's. Who's Aaron? I said, bro, the big box truck right in front of your crib. Like, I'm just here to collect some. So he, like, waves the gun towards the truck. He's like, well, let's go get in the truck and let's see how much I owe you. So we go in there. I start fumbling through the papers trying to find it. He's like, are you nervous? I said, hell yeah, man. You still got this gun out, bro. He's like, oh, my bad. He puts it back up, pays me whatever. I show him the paper. He pays me. And I just go on about my business. That's when I was like, man, fuck this. Damn, bro. Just to, to fucking have the energy every day and be like, all right, whose shit we taking? Like, that's got to be right. fucking tough. For $12 an hour. And then and, and for, then for $12 an hour? $12 shit. an hour. We so, got, yeah, we got bonuses and stuff for collecting the merchandise, but, but I wasn't getting paid shit. And I felt like I was like a police officer every day putting on my best bro, and my badge. they should do a reality show like fucking furniture hunting with Toby. <laughs> right, <laughs> that shit yeah. would be hilarious. Nah, man, so doing that, man, and that's why I felt real blessed when I actually got into sales because for the first time I was able to control my own paycheck. So working hard all my life, I always got paid the same as the next man who wasn't putting forth that effort. So once you get in there and you understand the game and you know how to get paid, you can grind every single day hard and get paid for what you're doing. You treat people right. They will tell someone that person will come to you. 
Just like anything you do, word of mouth is important, especially in Oklahoma City. We've talked about it numerous of times. It's a small place, so you do someone good, you do someone bad, people are going to know about it. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy, man. Like, you're, you was determined because for somebody to pull a gun at you, it was because you was, like, back and forth, right? Garage door, garage door. Right. But you was like, I'm not leaving until I get my shit, right. you know? Rel- I was relentless about it because, so, you know what? That was the difference between an extra $500 on my check. Right. And that was a $500 could have been, you know, at the time, I don't know what I was going through, but I'm sure banging on that front that door and garage door, I was needing that bread. So when you went to this job where you start, you know, you're in, it's a whole different environment and you're like, I got to sell now, like, right. and perform with numbers and goals and shit. Like, were you like, fuck, I, uh, like nervous or like, hell yeah. I was nervous because when I first started, he sold me this, he was like, man, you can make 60 grand to 80 grand if you go hard. And I'm like, bro, you're lying. But then I got in there, I was kind of nervous, you know, at first and I saw the people around me. And they're talking about, you know, the earnings they've made. And I really started taking it more serious when I was seeing these numbers, you know, on their checks and stuff like that. That's when I was like, you know what? I got to take this a little bit more serious. I got to really figure out how how to perfect this craft because these people are out here getting paid. So I kind of just slowed down, took the advice from some of my peers, asked for feedback. That's another important thing. Always ask for feedback because people are going to tell you like it is. And that's how that's how you can improve. So. I took the feedback. It took me about one or two months, and by the third month, I was, you know, one of the highest performers in the in the store. Oh yeah, that's what's up, and that's what I like about sales, man. I like because you keep at the end of the day, you get to control your paycheck. So that for me is a plus. Like it's like you said, you know, you can work as hard as hell, but if your fucking coworker ain't doing it, he's getting paid the same shit, you know. And it happens, man. It happens. How, like, how, how do you become a good salesman? Man, honestly, to become a good salesman, you just have to have like like a by all means necessary approach every single day. So you got to set your daily goals up, whatever it is you're selling, whatever it is you are, you have daily goals. So if let's just say you have a monthly target, don't just say, damn, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a hard month, you know, break it down daily, uh, figure out what you're going to have to do to get to that goal every day. And then if you underachieve that next day, you're going to have to go harder. Exactly. Set a higher goal. And it just main it's basically just maintaining daily goals and staying focused on, on, on the task at hand and just be real with your people, man, build the value to whatever it is you're selling. Be excited about what you're selling. Like if you come into work, you're having a bad day and you're just like, don't give a fuck. And you, the customer comes in, Oh man, I want to look at this. You're like, Oh yeah, man. Well, here it is. You know, why the fuck were they going to want to buy that shit from you? They're going to say, well, you know, well, we're going to go take a look around and we'll be back. And in their mind, they just didn't want to deal with you. Yeah, I think it's uh, communication, the way you word things, you know. If you're out here like, I mean, this one's a little tight. Like this phone, you know, like that ain't going to do it. Like you have to talk as proper as you can. Uh, one would be also not being afraid of no's. So if you offer a customer a case and they say no, then offer them the screen protector. Right. Offer them maybe a speaker or whatever. Right. And it's depending on what they need to. And it's outside of phones. Like we were talking before. And it's outside of phones. Yeah. Like we went, I went to a car dealership about three months ago to purchase a new vehicle. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? I I need a vehicle for my family. I'm moving to Stillwater. I'm going to be, you know, commuting back and forth from the city every now and then. I want a reliable vehicle. Good on gas, whatever. So I walk in. The first thing he asked me, the salesman where I walk, he said, you know, what's your budget? How much are you looking at spending? And I was like, you know, right off the top, I, I gave him a low number because who doesn't want to save some money? So I go in, I say, man, I'm looking about 15000 you know. 
And he was like, all right. So next thing you know, man, they're showing me all these vehicles brand new for about $15,000. Some of them were a little bit higher. Long story short, I ended up finding a car for like 18 grand in my mind. I was going to spend up to $25,000, $30,000 on the vehicle, but I ended up finding one that was affordable for me. Some say, y'all, well, he did a good job because he hooked you up. And he did. But when you put yourself in a salesman perspective, if he would have just said, ma'am, Toby, what's the most important thing you're looking for in a vehicle today? Exactly. And then I could have told him, you know, some some important things. The first vehicle he could have shown me could have been something a lot more high end. But exactly. what, are short, what are your three uh, go to questions? I would say, you know, what's the most important thing? Like, let's say if you're buying a phone, right? So when you walk in, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, you know, what's the most important, like, what are you, let me see, man, you kind of threw me off there. I'll say, uh, you know, what do you do for a living? You know, that's the first one, you know, what kind of job do you have? What do you do for a living? You know, what do you do? What do you do with your phone? Um, do you take pictures? Because that's a big one, you know, nine times out of 10, some people, they either love a camera or they don't care about the camera. So I would say that would be like the two biggest things. But just just being being human. A lot of times, I wouldn't say there's go to questions. It's just when they walk in, you just be human with them, conversate, how's your day going, and then you just kind of just ask the best fitting questions at the time. It's just as long as you're just asking qualifying questions that's giving you information about this person and their lifestyle. Yeah, I get that. You know, it's a very excellent point. Couldn't have said it better. Um, You know, I feel like with houses too. You know, I've had a couple of real real estate agents say the same thing. Like, what is your budget? What are you looking to spend? Why don't you ask me what is the most important thing I'm looking for for a house? Like, exactly. don't show me a house and be like, oh, the jacuzzi. Let's go look at the jacuzzi because this is, you know, the, the main feature of the house. What if I'm not looking for that? What if I'm looking for a better view or a fucking dope ass balcony or some shit? Right. I feel like that would be key yeah. for you to just kind of start off with, like, what is the most important thing for the house? What do you want to look at first? Have exactly. the customer look like, you know, right. and then in that process, you're going to get you're going to discover a lot of questions, a lot of like answers more like you're going to discover, you know, like what the customer's looking for. They'll probably end up talking instead of, you you know, asking the questions. So that's that's very key on that shit. But. And the other part about asking, you know, what's the most important thing instead of what's your budget is once you start talking about budget, money's already out there. So it kind of shoots you in the foot because right away, let's just say, you know, well, now the customer's thinking, well, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money today or whatever. So now let's say you're trying to sell some accessories or a protection plan and things like that, like, now all that stuff starts starts being a lot on that. To when sell. I used to work, you know, in the cell phone business, I learned I learned it the hard way. You know, I had to learn like, man, why is these customers not buying shit? Because I would tell them the price first and then tell them the benefits. Right. So like, I started just like adding everything up. Like, are you gonna get this? You're gonna get this. You're gonna get this, and you know, it's gonna do this. Screen protector all bundled in. It's gonna just gonna be this right. much. Boom. Right. Say, that sounds what? a lot better. How much is this? They'll, they'll, they'll say, how much is this? Or you say, hey, I'm gonna get you this screen protector. It's gonna be $50. They're gonna be like, hold on, wait, you know? Instead, I'll say, all right, well, let me grab you this screen protector. You're gonna need it today because if you drop that phone, it's gonna crack the screen and we don't want that to happen. Well, I was just gonna get that on Amazon. Nah, let's just go ahead and get it today because by the time you get it in the mail, you might drop it. So or scratches and stuff. Off. You don't wanna scratch you know, that. And when you just talk like that, man, it's just a lot easier. And I'll add at that point you're already giving them like thoughts like oh shit he's right yeah. you know like shit so yeah yeah that's definitely um uh a good thing so you've gotten to the situation where you've done interviews and what is like like any like main questions you ask that you're looking for like a specific response for you to be like all right this guy's right. The one. so right now i'm at the location over there in stillwater and I've done some some interviews because we've been trying to uh, get some people hired on. And 
one of the most important things I look for in hiring, a, I would say a salesman, but just a great employee is what motivates you. And that's a question that I ask in all of my interviews towards the end is, well, instead of, you know, why are you the best fit for this job? I just say, one thing I want to know is what motivates you. And a lot of people, man, they freeze up and they're just like, um, hold on, let me see. Um, um, and I'm like, damn, you know, like everywhere, everything I do is with a purpose. Everywhere I go, every, I'm all, especially at work, you know, I'm there for a reason. So walking into an interview, I'm here because I need some money. I'm doing this for my family, whatever it is. Right. So I would just want to hear, you know, you know, what motivates you. So there's, there's people though, that they come to these interviews and they don't know what motivates them. So one of my biggest advice was, you know, know what motivates you and be prepared to speak to that no matter mm -hmm. where you are, whether it's an interview or anywhere, because when people know what motivates you, it just helps, helps them have a better understanding of where you're coming from. Hell yeah. You did a uh, sales at goals gym, bro. So what, what did that teach you? Like, did you have any, any challenges as far as like, fuck, like, you know, like some complicated ones or maybe I something. think at first I just didn't know how to really de deal with people because that's an uncomfortable setting too. You're talking about their weight. You're talking about usually people that aren't fit are either depressed Self-conscious and shit. Or insecure or something like that, you know. So a lot of times to get people to talk about insecurities, that was... But I, I don't know, once I, once I realized that it was about helping them, that's when it got everything got easy to me because I was like, okay, I just need to figure out these this person's needs, like what problem do you have and how can I fix it, and then that's how I would present what I presented and it worked every time. Like any time that I was just trying to sell, I usually didn't do good. Like it, it, I would be awkward or it would just not. I wouldn't be listening to them. I would just be ready to say the next thing or something. So. Mm -hmm. Really, if I didn't feel like taking a guest, I wouldn't even take a guest. Like, every guest I took, I took it right. You know, I showed them the whole gym. Like you, you know, when you came in, even though yeah. you were fit and shit, I already, I was like, this dude needs something or else you fucking wouldn't be here, you know? Right. You needed a job, so we figured that out, you know? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> That's when, yeah, funny. winning that bitch got a tour. If, if I would have been, like, if, it, if I would have been a different person, I would have just been like, ah, oh, this nigga ain't gonna get shit. Right, right he's, he's wasting my time. time. Like, do you want this, get out of this one? Yeah. Because yeah. I made him fucking do a tour. Like, I was like, bro, I really wanted to get it, uh, gym, like, gym information and shit. But then I was like, bro, are you guys hiring? Right. And then this nigga was cool. He was like, yeah, give me a second. And yeah, he right. went, you know, talked really, to Really, though, you played them. You played them. You played them real good. Yeah, and pretty much. You know, people do that all the time. But he did a great fucking job, though. Like, I was, if I wasn't right. fucking but looking you know for what? a job, That's I probably would have got one. Got That's another membership. thing that I'll say is, like, and when you're in an interview, let's just say you apply somewhere and you're getting that interview keep in mind like you're interviewing that employer just as well as they're interviewing you so when you're sitting there you got to understand like is this someone i want to work for is this you know you don't don't feel like you know this is all about you because at the end of the day you don't want to get stuck in a bad situation there's sometimes like you walk into an interview and you feel like they didn't like i had an interview at sprint the day before i had my interview at verizon and i walked in i sat down this guy had like a thousand things going on he's like all right so what was your name again you know doing this thing when can you start if I was to hire you? I was like, shit, ASAP. Okay. Yeah, I kind of like you, man. You, you're dressed good. So, yeah, man, I'm going to go with you. And I'm like, damn, I don't want this job. This dude's just fucking giving me this job. Like, it must be hard to keep people here or something. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's one of those things where I you say. Wanna, you want to you wanna have in your mind that, like, ah, oh, fuck it. Did I get the job? Did I not? Like, this nigga put me through some shit. Like, right. put, yeah, I mean, I, I, like, he's not hiring any fucking scrub, you know? Exactly. Like, I, even though I felt like I was qualified, I felt like 
in this interview, there was no way he he knows what I'm capable of. He just wants to to just hire fill in me the spot and and fill that fill that hole. And that might be what you need at the time just to get by. But if you're looking for a career or to start somewhere, I mean, time is money. And when you waste time in a business, that's time you could have been putting towards a whole nother career. I wish I would have started my job five years ago. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. But sometimes it's good to just save your time and not get into a bad situation because one week turns to two weeks, turns to two years. And you've been there for a cool minute. So, you know, we used to work at Gold's Gym and there was points where you got objections. How, how did you handle those? Because I know in sales, objections, they're a thing, you for know? sure. So, like, what is a way for you to succeed, like, still succeed? Like, what was... I mean, sometimes I would be, I guess, a little pushy, you would say. Like, I wouldn't just... At first, I was that salesman that would just take the no and be like, all right, you know, just have a good day until Carrie was like you need to hang in there like when people say no you got to be like you know dig deep find out like, why yeah well, like why yeah just dig deep so at first I was like dig deep like what the fuck like she was like yeah just hang in there just hang in there so I learned to just like and sometimes I it wouldn't work you know sometimes I would drag it out too long and the shit was just they were probably like nigga no <laughs> but I yeah. you know I had to get over that hump so <laughs> I think with what helped that goals is just repeating, repeating and repeating and repeating. And sometimes it'd go good. Sometimes it didn't with objections. It was like, I don't know, to be honest, sometimes they just didn't, they didn't know really what they wanted or I think that's really the biggest ones. And yeah. they would just get to the point where, all right, cool. You know, you guys can just use your three day trial. And if you like it, come holler at me, you know, you don't have to make the decision now. And a lot of times they would, they would come back, you know, they'll, I would still give them the three-day pass and, you know, make sure if you guys need anything, here's my business card. Boom. Like That's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's important, man. Like, let's just say in my, in, in my industry that I'm in, people come in. This is my thing. When you walk into that door, that means they drove, they got off their ass, they put their shoes on, they, they came, right? So they want something. They walk in. and Especially a gym. Like, yeah right so a gym same thing so that's just customers right so you got to value everybody who walks in your door because oh we're just looking though like you nine times out of ten you're here for a purpose we're not in a shopping center you know so it's when they walk in and you say you know i'm looking for a phone and then they say well you know i'm gonna come back like well, even hey. if it's a bill pay bro i feel right, like because yeah. we used to get a lot of bill pays and everybody started like ah shit another bill pays your turn or this and that and i was like you know at the end of the day if we provide a good customer experience that customer is going to come back to me like i'm trying to retain as much customers as i can so right. uh, definitely uh i would take care of those bill payments didn't right. like them wasn't the best but at the end of the day i look at the wrong like the long run right. like it's but those rebuttals though when the customers say no you just got to understand like there's a reason why they're saying no so it, nine times out of ten it is financial so if especially in sales if they say no they you might be too high for them or whatever but the main thing is going back to explaining why you're expensive well we're expensive because we put more money into our network than any other carrier like you're not going to have any of these issues that you're that you're leaving because you're not you not having quality service well that's what you're going to pay for here and once they hear that they start reassuring themselves that yeah you know what My, this is going to be worth it and then they will go ahead and go with it but if you just say take the no and don't fight, figure out why yeah. Then you're just letting them you basically the yeah you're just not trying to help them solve their exactly. problem, 
And at the end of the day, that's how, that's why they're there. You, right. you, for and they're you not going to just come out and say why. Not Like some people like me, I don't give a fuck. I'll say, bro, I'm broke, man. I, I'm going to have to come back when I get paid. That's, that's yeah. the kind of shit I would say. But there's some people who, you know, they're not like that. They're, yeah, they'll say, well, you know, I'm going to go home and talk to my husband. That's just saying that's too much money for me right now. Exactly. You know, it, it, but it, you it, need to know that because check this out. Once you figure that out and say, well, like, you know, we might have options for that customer that we can help them not be as expensive or not only that at least when i follow up with you i have a better perspective of what's going on it's not just hey did you talk to your husband because what are they that's not that's irrelevant she really that, didn't yeah. need to talk to her that's just a way from them to be like yeah it's too expensive so now you're just bugging now yeah did you talk to your husband do you talk to your husband yeah they talk all the damn day you know what i'm saying like it'd be the third day i still ain't talked to him yet so you told me you ain't spoke to your husband in three days yeah like, you know you don't want to be like that exactly yeah man and it's crazy because sometimes i mean that, that was one thing with me as a starting self that's what carrie loved me because i didn't i mean i did the awkward shit i did the cold calls and shit like that and it was awkward bro sometimes people would be like stop fucking calling me you know like i had this old man he called one day he wanted a gym membership, so he he talked to me, bro, for like 20 I got minutes. Him, bro. Sorry, I got his ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know why there's so many bucks? Because I haven't fucking been in here. Like, I haven't even. Yeah, I just haven't. Yeah, we got to find where that fucking shop. coming from. There you go. <laughs> but, now you get, bro. Uh, I had this old man. He fucking talked. The first day he called, he was asking about the membership, so he talked to me about 20 minutes. Like, yeah, like, tw I had a, the, the guest card filled with shit, so I knew. I felt like I knew him. So I, called, I was like, this motherfucker really wants the membership. You know, he was telling me he had, like, cholesterol. But he was depressed, all kinds of shit. So I kept calling him, kept calling him. And until the third day, this fool just flips the fuck out. He's like, hey, man, stop calling me. He's like, I get it, I get it. The, you know, you guys, I got to do your job, but stop calling me, man. Like, just flip the fuck yeah. out on me. So I was he, like, I was like, my bad, bro. <laughs> You got to think, think, bro. Think about this, though. He could have been eating a slice of pizza, and every time you called him, could have just reminded him that fucking yeah, he wasn't bro. fit. And he but just nigga, said, you just it. told me, like, all your problems, and now that I'm trying to help you. <laughs> no, bro, it's crazy, though, because, like, I, for example. Did he end up getting the membership, though? No, I just, no? after that, I, I put on the notes, like, he got really That's angry, awesome. yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, like I've had a customers come in, like you talk to their family, you joke around with them, like they love you, and then you sell it to them, right? But then something where you've done everything you were supposed to do, right? But somehow maybe on their end it became too expensive. And next thing you know, you see a whole other person walk in that door whenever they're like, like they didn't just bond with you during that whole transaction. It's pretty nuts. So I think one thing they that I might. Played. They feel played. They're like, oh my God, this guy was so nice. One thing I, I think, uh, this is uh, when I was in training at Cox Communication. Damn, bro, the whole clique done rolled up. The what? I, I killed their boy I like four. Oh, damn. God Look, damn. They after me. Shit. They bugging, bugging, man. Like, look at these motherfuckers. God oh, damn. Shit. You can tell fucking spring is pulling up. Shit. Boy. Anyways, um, so one of the things that they said that kind of helps when something is too expensive is like to ask like expensive and what, like, what are you trying to compare us? Because like when you say expensive, you're comparing it to something. So... When you say, when a customer says that it's too expensive, expensive to what? What are you comparing us to, you know? And it says that kind of helps them to think, like. If you tell me that shit, I'm going to be like, hell no. What, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I tried it a couple I of times. That, that's, I've never heard that before, and I like that. So I, I, I tried I, it. I feel where you're coming from you, when you say that. It kind of gets them thinking. Expensive compared to what, you know? You know? 
So sure. like if they say like another competitor like, I would and stuff. Say, like I would say, oh, I, I would think you're fucking trying to like uh, play mind games with me if you ask me. No, like, I mean at the end of the day, look at the end of the day, bro. <laughs> bro like, if I'm selling you, you have a fucking iPhone eight, and I'm selling you the the eleven. You say no, that's too expensive, or not not, not phones because I can't compare phones. Let's say services. I'll be like, you're saying it's too expensive. And I'm like, what are you comparing us to? AT&T or fucking T-Mobile or uh, what? At that point, if they say, yeah, you're, you're more expensive than Sprint. But you know, that, that to me, that's a great question. Like if you're in a uh, if, let's say you're in a dispensary and you're selling weed. And if someone says that's too expensive, you know, compared to what, you know, because at least something like that, you can compare, you know. But that's the thing. And, that, so. and that, it, it, it gets you to open like it gets your customer to open more like compared to Sprint. Bro, right, Sprint doesn't have signal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. And then you, then you at that point that, point out the that. values. Yeah, exactly. And then it values out and ends up being, you know, you can explain the expensive part. Features tell, benefits sell. So, I like, like I, I think at that point it's just like. We should hire, hey, we should hire you. Shit. Let's do it. I'm hired. Shit, hit me up. But, yeah, bro, it's it's, it's very interesting. The, the, the way you say things has to do a lot with exactly. you closing it or not, exactly. you know. I feel like. Uh, I, f- I feel the same way. Yes, yes, yes. I, I think what sucks is when we do the vivid dreams thing, like, like people, like the last one I did, I think is was one of my best. Like I talked and presented the packages in an excellent way, but it, there was it was there was like the decision makers, and that shit sucked. Oh, that sucked that, balls. that does because I feel like every time a customer walks in the door as a salesman, you got to put on. I don't I don't want to say put on a show, but it's like you got to get in in character, man. You got to be ready to just entertain these people build this value and it, it does suck when you do all that and you find out well i'm not even on the account it's actually my dad's account so we got to talk to him and it's like damn now i gotta do all that or they're ready to get something right but they're like now i gotta sell your dad all over damn. again yeah so like they they want something but oh. it's, like, it's like doing this podcast we started it and i wasn't interested anymore because it's like the third time we do it so right. it's like Damn, I got to, you know, the first. Right. Yeah, we, it's like at this point it's script right. because it's like hey, the same. And I'll say the same thing for me. Like this is my third time sitting in here. So it's like, you know what? We still got yeah, some good so things yeah, to talk that's, about. That's basically like you just sold it to one person. Now, damn, now I got to. Yeah, like the first <laughs> two, I'm like, damn, man, shit. Yeah. But no, so. it's dope, man. It, that's how it works, though, man. So that's why you got to be consistent and just understand, like, find a process no matter what you're selling. Find a process. Simplify it perfect it and be able to just do that consistently that way every time you're not feeling like you're burning yourself out yeah that's why i don't nowadays i don't try to act nothing out or nothing i tell it how it is and at the end of the day if you fuck with how i am as a person then you can buy it if not at the end of the day i really at the end of the day, I really don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But if what you, if they don't know you, though? What do you mean? Cause I'm, they're going to they're, they're, no, they're know me. They're going to know me after uh, they leave here. I'm not going to sit there and put a front or try to act professional. Well, I feel like I'm just going to be like, look, this is my work. If you you know, if you want to fuck with it, you can fuck with it. If not, yeah, I feel like you can get the fuck out of here. I won't, I, won't, so, I won't get to know you. Like, so you have, it takes more than you, that like, shit. Like, I agree with some of that statement, but where I'll be devil's advocate is... That's how, like, sometimes, bro, there's great big customers where they're not going to, you're not going to sell them on that first transaction. You, there's, yeah. you got to develop a relationship oh, with them. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm follow up so, so, like, too. if you follow just say, if you don't, like, if you say, well, if, and if you don't like it, fuck it. Like, to me, that's not a good approach. It's not. In in the sales industry, bro, like, in the streets. Many, bro, like, we're doing the Vivid Dreams, nigga. How, we, how many deals have you closed with Vivid Dreams? Bro, a lot. Like, three. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've closed like 
25, 30 of them. Your dad. Your dad, nigga. No. Hey, let's let's change this. Let's get back no, on track. I'm telling you, I've closed a lot of fucking deals. And with that, I don't have to sit there and be, because I show them my work. And the work speaks for itself. But I, I think, think I think uh, the work does speak for itself. But it's also the like, uh, what is it called? The um, sales management or not the sales management, the fucking your work ethic and like right. what like, you know, so that process. Different industries are different. So like I say, like your your approach. And see, you like, that's me, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm at that point. Right. Like there might be that person that because is, that's not that is going to be like following up and all that. But me, I'm not really like, look, I'm gonna I show them what they're going to get. Yeah. This is what you're getting. Either you, you know, this is the price, and then that's it. I don't. Right. Yeah. So, for example, so, in my industry, right, I can't be that way because you're selling somebody else's shit. Right. right well, but what if you were selling your shit? All right. Like if I was selling my own shit, I honestly, I feel like I am selling my own shit. Like I, take, you are, you are selling yourself. I take yourself. pride in my my shit. I take pride in our no, network. No, but it's not yours like, though. It's, it's, but it's not, not yet, mine. Exactly. But you know what? I understand what you're saying, but. I know the value of it, just like you know the value of your own shit. So yeah, I would say I w- you would take it more personal when because you're your not actually shit. building the phone with exactly. your hands. It's not, but at the same time, <clears throat> it's, like like, piece, it's like a canvas. Like an artist is gonna put a canvas on the fucking gallery and set it at a price, and then the rich people are gonna come in and they're gonna be like, "I like that painting. I'm gonna buy right. that for this much." The uh, the artist isn't sitting there like. Oh look! Buy my. What are your objections? No, they but buy the art because they like the art. That yeah, right. that, that's kind of that's different because. Right, but at the same time, at though, that like, point, you're buying the you're buying the art because of its talent. I mean, boy, that, we, that's how I look at my. Video right, but I feel like you know? it's more to it, especially when it comes to video, because a lot of people are there. They get a little blind in just the price, so they don't look at you know because people. I prefer to pay more to get a good ass fucking deal. You know, a good ass. I, good ass um video or whatever it is i'll i'd rather pay more than just a, some cheap shit and not know right. what the hell i'm gonna get so i feel like it has more to do than just like okay this is what i offer this is my product that's it it's like you know we are gonna you know just be just at least follow up with them and shit like to see where or why they didn't get it that way you can improve right. on the next one and have a higher close rate and not be like well fuck it they didn't want to get yeah. it then then you know. Yeah, see, that's different. So for I guess I'm just talking for me because at the end of the day, right. if they don't want it, then I'm just gonna go do haircuts and make my money anyway. You know, or do right. this, and I don't. I'm not at the point yeah. where I'm gonna beg you to come. Right, right. right. No, but yeah. I, I feel like and, it, it and really... honestly, I've never begged anybody see, to close goals, the deal I used either. To be the other way around. I'd be more like, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make my calls. I'm gonna, you right. know, I'm a hunt. Yeah, I wasn't hunt. I, I still am, but I have enough volume. And really, I don't want to sacrifice my peace to sell a bunch of shit like if if it's gonna take me this long to try to convince you to buy my product then at the end of the day at that I'm, at that point at that yeah you, so i don't even want to uh, deal with you, exactly. you know? at that point it's like it's not meant for it like so it's, it's, it, it goes it goes with that with that shit it goes kind of like but we just don't link you know what i'm saying right so, so i'm not gonna try to yeah because it's a different you. type of partnership that you're so, going into there's like two type of customers when you offer to offer them a product right so there's one that's like Oh damn, this is impressive. Fuck, like, oh damn, like this is a movie that we just watched. And then you tell them the price and they're like, That's that's cool, but I, I really want it, but right now it's the budget's a little tight. You still have a chance to get that customer. And there's the other one that like it, but they're like at, right off the bat, like, oh, this is expensive. No, they don't see they like what they saw, but they don't they didn't find value in it, you know? So at those, like, you didn't find the value, then we're not for you. We're not, you know, we're not and for you. And then there's those ones that really can't afford it. Like, they're just, and there, there is the people that really can't right. afford it, you know? 
Right. Honestly, I feel like it's just a balance. Like, I'm not going to go, like, the extra, like, extra, extra mile to just fucking be, like, you know, get our shit. At least I want to know where did I fuck up. Like, I just believe in my product, and I know I'm going to deliver something good. So, at the right. end of the day, I believe that. And if you don't believe me, then I don't care. You know. So, so the it. conclusion I went was, like, when we, I had a customer that came in. We showed him the product. She seemed pretty in. She seemed pretty like she liked it and shit. But when I told her the price, she was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go talk to my husband. Perfect, you know, way for for her to escape. I follow up with her just two days later, probably 15 minutes, you know, 10 minutes, not even that. And just to figure out where and yeah, like clearly was the price. So I was like, okay, well, then we clearly not are meant to be. Dame Dash said it in the interview. He said, uh, quality, you don't have to be nice if you have quality. Like, you yeah, don't so have at to that point, like, I wanted to, all right, price. It's kind of shitty, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of fucked up to look at it that way. But at the end of the day, like, the nigga with the good weed doesn't have to be nice. You know what I'm saying? Right. If he has good weed, you're going to go get so some good weed. So let me tell you this. You know? I will say this. So, like, you know, when you say it like that, there is times where, like, customers come in, right? And they'll say, I want four lines or a service. And they'll say, well, all right. And so then once you start talking about price and they're like, they just say, I tell them, man, it's going to be about, you know, uh, $120 for your phone. They'll be like, well, I pay $40 at Walmart Family Mobile. If y'all can't beat that. I'm like, look, man. At the, like, that's when I'm like, all right, that's bye. different. That's, I'm like, bye. Yeah, that's I, I different. Think, like, at that point, you're coming at me with some cheap ass. shit. That's like you're going to the groceries and you're buying a fucking yeah. frosted flakes, so that, but then I you get the great value you. mark, like that's the great value brand. A, like, a, I wouldn't say fuck you, but I'll have like a. I'm not gonna beg you or try to like break my back because I know at the end of the day you're coming in here with this. Which you're sold on already, and you, there's no. But we can't. And you can just you a tell, man, by the way that people are. I don't know. It's weird. I just. To me, I, I can just tell by the way somebody, the initial call, like, what are they trying to, if they if they don't even care to see the work and they're just like, how much is it, how much is it, how much is it? For the most part, that turns me off. I'm like, you know, I don't even. Exactly. Yeah, we've, we've had those and then like we had, you know, ones where we give them all the thing and they're just waiting and, you know, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll get I it. I guess my approach have, has just been different uh, from like the past two years or so. Because before I want, you know, I wanted to do as much as I could, but now I'm just, I don't really, it's not that because I don't, it's not that I don't want to do it, but I know that I'm going to do some good stuff. So if you don't want to hire me, then, you know, go with the other guys. That's fine. Right. I would say it's more about like for you guys, I guess it's showing people who are interested as many of interested people as possible, your quality, and then that, leave it to them because at the end of the day you know what your quality is. Right, exactly. And your biggest That's, thing yeah. is just exposure to those who are interested in this type of work that we can do for you. And then if y'all don't like the price, you just don't like the price. Right, it's not meant. So I like, it's not meant for you. From, yeah. Like, well, we clearly understand it. But like, so with your clients, do you guys do contracts? We do. So in the contract, like let's say they weren't happy with the finished product. Like, how does that work? I'm just curious. Like, do you guys get, do they, is there like, I mean, that, it's really hard, man. It's really hard. Happened? No, like, well, the thing situation? is, the thing is, I show them exactly what they're going to get. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't play games. I show them the album. I show them the prints. I show them everything exactly how, 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 how I showed it to you. That's how you're going to get yours. Right. So at that point, if you, if at the end you didn't, you don't like it, I showed it to you so exactly like this. a situation like that? Mm. No. Well, that's good. Well, I just asked because like, for example, in my field, there's times where, like, you know, the coverage map said they were going to have the best service. They only had two weeks to bring it back. And it sucks, man, when they come back three weeks later and it wasn't what we expected. And there's not much I can do for it. Yeah, that's it. not a, that's so not sometimes it's tough conversations, control. man, whenever you don't when you're not able to deliver 
what you yeah. what you sold this customer on. So that's a tough one sometimes. Hell yeah. And it's happened. I mean, I mean, it's happened to me where we lost. Uh, I got sued. Like, I lost. I didn't lose it. I had a photographer, and they uh, their memory card got fucked up. So that's a nightmare. Like a bunch of pictures got deleted. That's uh, a nightmare. So I get here because I feel the, like a bride's not, pictures are gone. Right. right. So I feel like, like that. Whole, like the whole. No, not the whole thing, but a, a, a lot of them. Wow. And that shit can happen. Like it can be anything. It could be either the camera messing up, or maybe the memory card. So it can be anything. I just so gave that, her all her money back. That's what I did with her. I and gave, I, feel, I gave her the product that I did have, and I gave her all her money back, and she was still pissed. But yeah, bro. At that point, like I, th- I feel like there's no money that can fix that shit. They paid right. you for for right. you to capture that moment. Well, so that reminds me. I definitely man, understand. That reminds me. There was a time. This is random as hell, but shit happens, I, though, man. It does. It does. I've had a, I've had a customer come in, and she said, "Hey, I just need a uh to." My phone's messed up, whatever. And I was like, I think we might need to do a, like a factory reset. And I said, is your phone backed up with all your photos? Yeah, they should be. I said, all right, so you're content if we erase it? I mean, yeah, what, I just, I just I need to hurry. I need to hurry. So I'm like, boom, I erased, I factory reset this phone. And I get it to her. And she goes, all right, where's my pictures at? I said, I'm not sure. Like, you said you were backed up. I just had a newborn baby. Like, all the baby's pictures are on this phone. And, and that's the problem and, with like. Bro, like literally, like that's like, the thing, bro. That's it's why like I, man, that's dude. why I can't. Yeah, I can't do it, bro. Like I, I will not. Like I, I, I can't deal with that stupid bullshit. Like <laughs> I'd rather be doing bald face in the barbershop, bro. Right, bro, bro dude. It's tough, shit. bro, because like I feel as a human being, I'm sad, right? But at the same time, I'm like, man, damn, like you set me up for failure. I asked you, but you know, that is stupid. Like so, stuff like that does happen. We, and, and but she, that's what we get for depending on our damn devices. Like exactly. Think about it, like. Fucking 20 years ago, bro. How the fuck did we used to get to places? Like, if I don't know where AV lived, how the fuck, you know? A map. Think, you had to get a map and fucking write down, like, look, all right, where's 57th? Where's this? Where's that? Like, that's, we, we are so dependent. Like, I don't know. Phone numbers, man. Phone numbers. I only know, I only know my fucking oh, brothers, my girl. That's wild. Like, you saying that just like, I was with a girl for like seven because years and I didn't even know her number. We, do you remember ever like riding your bike, like, 10 blocks to the homie's house just to knock on that door and that nigga not be there. And then you ride all the way back and you get that call. Hey, bro, I'm back. And you're like, damn. Okay, ride your bike all the way back over there. Like, it used to be a mission. Yeah, that, that was tight because we had house phones in those times. And I remember yeah, that shit. Back that with the house phone, bro. So, like, hey, let me hit up the homie. Oh, yeah. you at your crib? All right. But bet. now it's like, you're there, right? Back. Cool. You just pull up and it's like, it used to be a process to like link back in the day. Yeah. But no, our, everything our, has our changed, devices, man. we depend on them for everything. And everything. That's why, you know, selling phones is such a, I don't want, like, people think it's like a, a high school job, like, or it's not a serious job. Like, I made $80,000 my first year selling phones. Like, to me, that was impressive. The, the way I, I looked at phones, I, I would think that shit is easy. Because if you can sell... People already going in there for that shit. Like, you know? yeah, well, people already like at the gym. It was hard because it was like three thousand dollar packages on like sessions and fitness and shit. So people already don't want to do that with phones. Is like people are already going in there to they they already want. Are they, they going to upgrade or get a new yeah, or bro, get a new service? Yeah, when I go buy a phone, it's like I'm ready to buy a phone, you know. And I might get a fucking Bluetooth speaker too or something, you know. Oh, yeah. At the gym, you're like. Oh shit! Well, Planet Fitness has a ten dollar memberships, and they got training, and they got fucking massage beds. So I'm like, so how do you compete with that though? I'm curious. Exactly, how bro. Do you that shit was crazy. That? We had, I had to sell. Like, I would sell like fucking 
$2,000 worth of personal bro. training. Like, and people would be like, the South Side is, bro, the South Side is this. Bro, I seen this lady, Stephanie, this girl, she came into the South Side and killed it. She was making like $60,000, $70,000 at Gold's. And Gold's took like she was a more than training. half of her shit. So yeah, personal trainer. She came yeah, in and man. everybody was like, the South Side is broke. Nobody can afford it. So at the end of the day, it's she about value. She's, you just got to value, value, yeah, value. Values, she was cold with it. She had a big ass clientele too. But, and it's crazy because like that gym was so small too. So if you were able to fucking close. That's why, that's when people say like, there's not a market here. There's not a, nah, it's just people aren't. Well, I'm not going to lie. I thought the same thing when I saw that Vasa popping up. I'm like, damn, they're putting it kind of low key towards the hood area. Like, people ain't gonna be get memberships. Well, and bro, you show. I up mean, the memberships like, are cheap, bro. Well, I don't That's know what the, the price it is. No, no, it's cheap. But it's just crazy, bro, because then you pull up to Vassa, the whole hoods there, everybody's there, and it's dope. Yeah. I think it's a good spot right there. So. It's, it's a good spot. It's a good spot. But fuck boys need to rack their weights. That yep. shit irritates me, and I don't work there. But it irritates me, man, because I go to these fancy ass gyms and these motherfuckers know how to rack their weights. So fuck like, it, that way the niggas can have something to do. That's what the fuck they get paid for. Who the workers? <laughs> David's going to hate say you. I was saying, hey, hey, I saw. Nah, Dave. that shit is annoying, bro. To be honest, because it's not, it's not for the employee. It's more for the person that goes, like the next person. Like motherfucker, I'm paying here. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you need to rack your weights. Like if. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit is annoying. So, like, you know, my ass don't go to the gym like that. So, like, at the gym, if you see someone don't rack your weights, you, you call that nigga out? Is that how it works? Yeah. You be like, hey, yeah. I'm rack your weights. Yeah, I mean, shit. That's annoying, I bro. Know. I mean, some people will. Some people won't. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's like. If you bring Kak in there, you fucking. He'll hey, tell but... him straight up. He'll go to him and shit. But I but... Hey, man, you're taking too long. Fucking, we all got to use this machine, too. Yeah, we all paid. Yeah, we all paid. How long did you work at Gold's? Four years. Four years? Damn, four years. So like, so I did I, everything too, bro. I did as the years went by, everything. like, were you getting better in sales, or were you closing more and more deals? I started as there? a front desk, and I would just sell. I wouldn't even get commission. I would just sell because I fucking loved my manager. She was an awesome person. So when she wasn't there, I would just like, I was like man, Carrie. fuck it, yeah. Uh, I would just sell, bro. So she'd come back, and I already have like fucking four memberships up. Bro, I sold a membership to my not a membership, a fucking personal training to my homie, bro. Like. That's I was on that shit too, bro. So like, isn't it that such a great crazy. feeling though, closing a deal? Like I tell people all the time, like especially when you, I mean, sometimes you have to. When work I closed for it. my first personal training deal, that's when I, I like that shit was life changing to me because I just sold. I think it was twelve hundred. Yeah, twelve hundred was the personal session, like sessions. So to me, I was like, I would never pay that for this. And I sold it, so I was like, damn. Like, I so if a client says, would you pay for it? You would tell them, like, nah, fuck no. Uh, nah, I wouldn't say that. That's stupid. Right. But in the, in the moment, hey, in character, he'd be in character, you know? That's what I said. No, nah, I would just say, I, I, I mean, I think it's worth, you know, it's worth it. Like, it's going it, to, look, it took me this long to get this fit because I didn't know what I was doing. You're gonna come in a and a trainer is gonna. Can just... you be an unfit person? Like I don't know, bro. I don't go to the gym. Can yeah. you be like an unfit? Ass you person can, at but at the end of the day, would you go with somebody that looks flabby or fucking skinny and shit to to train you? Would you go to them as a trainer? So you're a trainer? No, I no. was a, uh, a fitness consultant. All right. So like, honestly, if some oh, like uh, out of shape, if an out of shape person try to be a my fitness, like this is the my thing fitness is, though, bro. The thing is that this is the crazy thing. A lot of times. When people walk into a gym, they're clueless. They don't know what is going on. So a lot of times I would sell this personal training 
and they didn't even know their trainer. I sold them on the dream, you know, so there was like a, they would just see the personal trainers walking around with the blue shirts, training people, so I would be like, you know, that's what that's what you're gonna look like and this and that. So sometimes yeah. people would pay, the, you know, they would, they would be all into it. Okay, your first session is Monday at six, and they never even met their personal trainer. It's just like, you know, Donald's gonna be here for you. Or, Damn, like, but that's would wild. Trust like, me that like hearing you much, talk you about know? it, that must like I think sometimes it's hard for me to sell, but to be able to convince somebody to pay money to have to show up somewhere and work, like like uh, that girl Stephanie, she's the one that taught me that. She was like, "You're selling a dream. Like you're selling a dream." She was like, "When people get out of here, they're not walking out with a new phone. They're not walking out with a shirt or a purse." Some shoes, no, they're walking out with just a dream. Like, that's well, at Planet Fitness, you could walk out with a slice of pizza. On, I, th- I heard on oh, every so. first of the Monday, yeah. that's fucking so, crazy. So how can I you compete that with shit. that? <laughs> I wouldn't, I would just, I mean, if that's what you want, where you want to go, you right. can, you know, just be on some like, like, go look, and then you're gonna see that the people there aren't don't care for you, like, right, they care for you. Like, you're gonna walk in, there's gonna be a monitor, you're gonna sign up, and then they're just gonna throw you in there. See, and words like that help you close deals, like, even like when you start talking about care like caring for you and being able to like for me and when i tell this customers like look you know if you have any issues with your device you can always come and see me i'm gonna be here for you um i don't like i don't get paid uh to do x y and z but i mean they i do it because i treat them they come see me because they know i go i go beyond above and beyond for them and at the end of the day it's like it's creating that long long-term relationship with you can go into a place and look at the the performing person and a not performing people like employees that are performing in sales employees who are not performing in sales and you can see how their customer interactions are different like you see these people are always leaving with a smile and this customer is just always looking confused you know what i'm saying exactly yeah because they it might be a tech issue once but you never know like when they're ready to upgrade or ready to get a new speaker or headphones that came out they're going to come to you it goes back to that just building that long-term relationship with your clients uh, to me when i started like uh when I couldn't do it anymore is when I wasn't sold on the product anymore. Like I was doing it enough to where like I had a couple people come up and they're like, man, this dude fucking sucks, bro. Or like, you know, they weren't, the trainers weren't doing what I was selling. You know, the trainers weren't doing what I was selling and they had already signed the contract and they couldn't get out of it. So it was like, at that point, that's when I was like, damn, I don't know if I, if I want to keep doing this. Like I could still sell it, but I just, felt kind of right. bad like yeah but when i had good trainers oh i was fucking in there because i knew that that was going to help the trainer that was going to help the person that was going to help the gym so it was all gravy you know but when we when the trainers aren't yeah i just I was, yeah and that's the thing with that like first i feel like you need to be in shape for you to be a personal trainer that you can be like you can be a regular person but i feel like you can't be either fat or skinny Cause I feel like it just like I wouldn't want to train with somebody. But right. another thing is you have to be engaged. Cause I've seen Different it. Though, man, you don't, you know, but an old lady might feel comfortable with this little skinny dude. You know, like it's not all about. Yeah, not, it's not well, about look. Most of the in that, that well, case, like my, my point females. Is not about fat or skinny. Like it's, right. that's not. It's just you got to be able to perform whatever you're like. At least be able to perform. And then, but this, but this goes back to this goes back to the barber thing and business and dispensary shit. Like what was the guy name? Tyler. 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 Tyler was. He wasn't small, but he was. He had clients. He had. He had clients. His people loved him. But he still worked out though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he was like, skinny though, he was right. Like, it goes back like, to like people would look at him, maybe, but the, you know, the older people loved him. But that nigga, yeah, that he was engaged. 
He well, that, goes the same, that goes to the same you thing. Go back, you go back. Like, I would go to the gym, bro, and, like, I see these people, and, like, these trainers are on their phone. Oh, do 10 sit-ups. Like, nah, uh, make sure they're doing it right. Make sure, you know, like, they, they can do, if they can do an extra fucking 12 or not an extra 12, but an extra two reps, hey, come on, two more. You got this. Come on, two uh, more. That say, shit is the extra would, fuel that they need. I would say the trainer knowledge is the biggest, I would, I would mm-hmm. is the biggest thing. Cause yeah, knowledge is. I it. think in any industry, it's all about just, I would say this, like, you don't have to, that's like saying, like, you don't have to be a tech person to sell phones, yeah, yeah. you know? You don't have to know about the processors and all this and that. You just right. have to understand your pricing. But you have to use products. it on a daily. Yeah, and you do. But That's all you need for yeah, that. Yeah, so like for me though to sell, like I just have to be able to sh- demonstrate this, let you put your hands on it, and just know what you're signing up for. That's the most important thing. Like with phones, and, or when like nine times out of ten, the customer knows what they want. They just want you to come in and say, yep, that, that's not that's a good phone, the one that they already had in their mind. Like it's mostly older people who are getting their first smartphone from a flip phone that, you know, you kind of do have to show them a little bit. But, I mean, nine times out of ten, people already know what they want. They might have a couple questions about the battery life compared to the old one or the camera compared to the old one. Those things are easy to speak to. But, I mean, I would think that, like, if you were in fitness, you as long as you just – you could perform – the the exercises you're engaged i mean i don't think that would be too bad i don't care if you're fat or skinny if you're my trainer as long as you're helping me get results yeah Yeah, to me it's like and i asked a couple of people that same question and they they told me the same thing i'm like would you like and it, like but I, 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 I get saying like, to like sell I, me on it, I don't want a fat of a fat person was trying to sell me on the membership. I wouldn't buy into it as well as somebody because you know. But no, see, I, that's, well, you have to be fit. Like, to be fit. I've seen it. I've seen like I, I've uh, there was a guy in Penn and he was fat. He was a fat sloppy dude, and he was the best performer there. And right. he would tell the people, you know, like he would use himself as an example. As but did he work out? No, he didn't. He was fat. He he just. Sorry, bro. <laughs> but he was just unfit. <laughs> if bro, he's watching you know this, I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. If you're watching bro. this, I'm sorry, bro. He was just fat, bro. But bro, but he, it ain't nothing against fat. But it's he, not about but against he, fat. See, he was motivated though. He 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 wanted to sell. He 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 was engaged in the gym and every like in 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 the operations of it and all of it. But he That's didn't really work out. Very interesting. But he was like the sales manager over there. But like you don't have to necessarily be fucking fit, but just look. Like you're well, my thing is athletic, this. I guess. If somebody I like know. when you walk in and like for me, like I've walked in before and like when the buff dude's sitting there talking to you about this, you're like, damn shit, homie like homie must have got buff here. Like you just kinda yeah. just assume that they they did it here, you know? Yeah. Even though they probably See, that just definitely got... helps for sure. It's a little yeah, but it's more than that. It's more than just looks and it's about how engaged you are with right. your but you see, we've talked talk about we've talked about like phone sales, and you've talked about the vivid dream sales, and you've talked about the gold sales. But like when it all comes down to it, like it's all about the value. So it doesn't matter. Like we're talking about three whole different industries, but bottom line, the most important for thing everything, is, I think, is it's the value. value. I mean, why do you buy? Part. Why do you buy an Amazon? For why do you buy? Do you buy a lot I, on, I, on Amazon? Not a whole lot. But I when you buy, what do you buy it for? It's frowned upon for me to be buying Amazon. But no, be, honestly, yeah, I do buy on Amazon. I buy it because it's convenient. It shows up. It's cheap. I never have issues with the packages. They're usually there when they say. So I would say there's value in it, too. Exactly. So I think that's that's why Amazon is such a big company. Right. It's such successful. And like they adapt. Because they, they focus on the convenience and value. Adapt. So that's a good one. So, yep. for that's, example, that's one, one of the biggest one of the biggest things they were talking about Amazon for the longest. So, when you time. say adapt, is it like adapting to changes and shit? And uh, kinda. 
Yeah, I would say like I like doing certain things a certain way, and then when I gotta change it, I'm like, ah. You don't want to take the time, and and I've told you this before, bro. If you don't take the time to change and adapt, you're just gonna be like these old people in the future. No, I mean, I will. I mean, I will. Yeah, do it, you know what I'm saying. And I, I but I like I like my routines. It's like when when customers come in. And they're like, oh, can you help me uh, learn how to use this phone? Because it's too technological. They had it for the year. I mean, mean like, right. keep that in mind. Right. It's too, too technological for me. Like, I'm just too much technology. It's not too much technology. It's just you didn't take the time right. to, to so, adapt to it. You know? I mean, yeah, it's understandable, though. You know, there's some people, like, there's... They, that's but you not, chose not yeah, to, that's to not adapt the, to that's it. Not the, for example, my dad, like, he's in a fucking wood shop for 12 hours a day. When he gets home, he... He doesn't, he's not going to sit there for an hour and fuck with his phone and try to see what, you know? Right. So he's just going to go to you and a person that does that and he's going to be like, how do you do this shit, you know? So you can't really blame them for it. Right, uh, but I think I feel yeah. like if it's an everyday device, I feel like you should take the time so to So I will to say this. That's what I'll say. Know your potential. What, know what your shit. device. Yeah, most people don't. Since so. I see that on a daily basis, I'll say this. Nine times out of ten, this is like the most simple. The simplest advice I'll give any older person or even younger person who, who has problems with their devices, just read. Read your phone. Go to settings. Look through your settings. Like If you read and just click what makes sense, you'll solve your own issue. There's times where exactly. like, customers will come in and say, I get this message on my phone. I don't know what it is. It keeps popping up. Well, what does it say? Something about iCloud storage. And you read it and it says, your iCloud storage is full. full. Please uh, purchase more iPhones, iCloud storage. And so then I'll say, ma'am, what does it say? I don't know. Can you read it? And they'll read it. All right. Now hit the next button. They'll hit it. And then I'll just, what does it say? And they'll read it. And next thing you know, they solve their own problem. It's, and it's, then sometimes it's, it's just that And simple. it's just like sometimes, though, it, there's this there's this thing out there, I would say, a thing out there where people just want you to just fix it. They don't want to. Some, some people don't. Like, you know, you say your dad, right? I get hardworking people who are older who they they do they just they can't figure it out. It's happened like they might have a setting on their phone where it even takes me a second. But but sometimes the issues that people come in with are so simple right. and it's like you literally can read read it in problems basic problem solving. To me, it's if it's your device is the future and it's just gonna keep getting better and better. Take the time to do it. Like I don't want to be that person that's always behind on technology. I'm I'm gonna try my best to adapt to it. Whatever comes out, either if it's cameras right. or computers or phones, I try to be that. Like I'm not an expert on none of them, but I try to learn as much as I can from it because this is what we use. This is exactly. what you know. It's, it's, and that's kind of goes to like I watch Gary Vee. I know you watch exactly. Gary Vee. So. That's where it comes from. One of the biggest things Gary Vee says, and I agree with him, and a lot of other parents, especially my age, don't agree with, is they say, Gary Vee says, parents talk about minim, like having minimal screen time for your kids and making sure they're not on their tablets all the time, like monitor their use of technology as far as usage goes. Now, when they say monitor, obviously as a parent, I want to make sure my, my kids aren't getting on anything they're not He's supposed not to be getting more on. Odom shit. But... These, these devices is the future for them. So you minimalizing the screen time, they're get, when they get older, their jobs, whatever, their, their future is on those tablets. Their future is on those phones. So the more they're on it, the more they're learning how things change. Like, it's keeping them up with their future. Like, our future might might be different, but the... And, 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 and that's why I feel like Gary Vee has stayed so relevant because he's a, he adapts. He's watching. He's, exactly. like, looking and knowing what's the yeah. next thing. And he'll hop on it, learn it, and figure it out. So I feel like not everybody has to, but if it's if you know like it's a daily thing, like your device, you use it a lot. Like 
take the time of learning. Like, right. You know, and, like, and it's if everything. You, you receive emails. Issue, I'll be happy to help you people out. But it's one of those things where I'll tell tell anyone before you like before you come to me with, with any problem. And this is just in life in general even on the streets like if you before you come to me for help i want to know what you did before you like what did you do on your own before you came to me like i'll ask the customer like what did you already do you know because i haven't tried it yet i just want you to do it like that's kind of disrespectful to me yeah because you're not valuing my time exactly hell yeah man that was some good shit um i would say um another thing we should talk because i don't get a lot of people that fuck with sports here you know every right. every guest is like you know, the last night was a slam dunk competition. By the time this comes out, obviously it's going to be like a week and shit. But my homie Aaron Gordon got robbed again, man. For the second time. For the second time. So at that point, like, I, I feel like I felt his frustration, bro. Like, I didn't watch the full thing because we had an event. And I'm pretty sure you didn't watch because you went to an event. Um, but when you saw the highlights and shit, like, and I saw the press conference, he was yeah. like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. There's not nothing I can do. Like, I've done everything that was, to me, like, his... Those two performances, like his what and like what? Nah, bro. This nigga did dunks nobody has seen, bro. Like on some different shit. So, so I would say the dunk contest, the last, I would say five, five, ten years, it's all, it's hard to be impressed. Right, but agree? this nigga had the Moscow do like the fucking thing in the hoverboard right. and then like he did a 360 alley you. Right. So, like, with, so with he's done being, ducks like. Yeah. With it being hard to be, with the dunk contest being hard to impress. When you watch Aaron Gordon and you're impressed, it just it's hard to f- not feel bad for the guy to to, to, to take a second out because so, it's just it's so crazy. he went the first time, did some amazing dunks. We thought every like this motherfucker give him the trophy. He gets robbed. He goes again, does yeah. some. I honestly feel like sports are just bullshit. To be honest, I mean I like the the I don't know. Well, that's the thing There's because so much you think money involved, right? And all but that sports shit. is entertainment. That's all. It's it is. entertainment. At the yeah. end of the day, it's entertainment. It's like so, any other thing, bro. Like, but, but here's the thing, bro. Like, I'll say this. Let's I, say, I, let's I, say, I have no control over it. So, but that's that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Like, but, why would you, like if you know who's gonna win? Like, why? Like, why? What's the point of watching it when you watch a fight? Like, but, if you know who's gonna win, then what's the point of watching it? What's the point of betting? You no, know I'm saying you have, but you have no control. Like, how can somebody be mad? Like, be mad that. Uh, this team lost when you're like, I don't know. I guess it, it's goofy. It, it has to do, like, when you're into it, bro, yeah. you, you, you kind of analyze their defense maybe wasn't, you know, or their shots wasn't falling that night. It has a lot to do saying, with it, bro. I, Like, I get what you're saying. You're saying, as a fan, yeah, why are you mad your team lost if you could, if you weren't in there? Bro, you know, I, see, I, I see the vibes and shit, but, but I, I personally... But back to this dunk contest, though. Honestly, homeboy jumped over Taco Fall. I was shook. He did that. It was pretty dope. I'm surprised he lost. Bro, I blame Dwayne Wade. That's all I'm. I'm that's all I'm blaming. He think, was playing such a fanboy. Like he was yeah. just like Jones Jr. Whatever his name is, he did a, a, a tomahawk windmill a little bit further, you know, to the line, and it was cool and shit. But I didn't think it deserves tens. Everybody gave him tens. So Aaron Gordon dunks over a seven foot five NBA player. And gets a 46. Are you serious? And one of those uh, nines were like Dwayne Wade. Like, bro, I felt like slapping maybe, him, bro. Maybe he should be more charismatic. 
<laughs> Man, Dwayne Wade, nah, won, Dwayne Wade wanted his boy to win. It. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was maybe uh, Aaron Gordon fucked Gabby Union. I don't know. Maybe something, bro. All I know is at the end of the day, Shit. homeboy should have won that one. He that's went, the second bro. one. He said he wouldn't do it again. Honestly, I wouldn't do it again. Either. I wouldn't do it. And, and, and you know, Shit. that's the reason why people like LeBron and these high high caliber, high profile athletes don't do those types of things because I think in their mind they just don't want to get caught up in something like that because. If LeBron or someone, or even well, you got a lot of pressure. If you're like, LeBron, you're supposed to win it. Right? Jordan won it. Vince like, Carter, you're supposed so, like, to win You're it. supposed so, to win it. When you're when you're putting it in other people's hands, and then you got guys like Aaron Gordon who freaking nature does these crazy dunks, and they don't even get what I mean. You heard the announcers. You saw as a fan, you thought he won. The announcers thought he won. The crowd reacted like he won, and then he doesn't win. So he's a winner at the end of the day. But that's just some bullshit, you know. It's crazy. That's, that was fucking crazy. Like, that was whatever, man. Tonight is the All Star game, so I'm not looking forward to that because of. Do you think Giannis. it's one sided, bro? Giannis sucks. Right. He okay. sucks at so, choosing. He's so, a, he, as a captain. Somebody told me. Uh, somebody told me that he picked all the Africans, which is cool and shit. But bro, like, if LeBron picks Anthony Davis, and then you have a second shot, like you, you're in between Joel right. Embiid and Kawhi Leonard, pick Kawhi Leonard because right. most likely. LeBron is not going to be In my opinion, I, the way I saw it, and I don't know what was going through his mind, I thought maybe he was trying to prove a point. Maybe pick this not-so-great team, go out there, stunt, and be like, look, we beat y'all without all these other athletes. But it's supposed to be an all-star game. Everyone's supposed to be mixed in. Honestly, we'll see what happens. I think it's going on right now. We'll find out probably about time. For real, for real, this. yeah. We out here. We out here grinding for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we touched up on everything, man. Is there anything else we're missing? Any? Man, honestly, I felt like, you know, we've talked a lot about a lot of different things. We've left some stuff out from the other podcast. But I know. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying, that's how I feel like we've been doing this whole time, trying to recap some of that stuff. But, man, for the most part, that's it. Like I said, if anything, as far as sales goes, I'll say no matter what you're selling, always start with the value outside of the price because people don't care about the price these days. Bro, half the people on a daily basis got bad credit. They, they ain't worried about, about the price. They can walk in with $100, bro. That could be the last $100. But if it's whatever you're trying to sell them is worth it, they're going to spend that $100 and worry about everything else later. Them fucking Travis Scott's are fresh, bro. Oh, yeah, man. I had so you, that's that's one of your things, huh? Like sneakers? Yeah, I love shoes, bro. I love shoes. So you love buying them? I love buying shoes. I don't you don't sell them? No, I don't sell that's them. That's me. I'm a collector. Right. I'm a collector, man. And the thing is for me, and it's one of those like ghetto hood kid stories, it's like I used to have like Jordan posters on the wall. All the time, never had a pair of Jordans. I used to know about all the Jordans. I could talk. So you were born born in what year? I was born in ninety three. So okay. so like because the, you didn't that because like my homie was like probably two years younger than me. And this is the an, an analogy I had. Is like I you can be a fan, but if you didn't grow up in that time, like how do you, you know what I'm saying like right. So, so like, I was like, bro, how are you such a Jordan diehard fan when you you barely wasn't like you. You know, you wasn't born. What if you watch his documentary and his highlights and shit? Well, for me, it's not no, it's not necessarily just like I like Jordan, right, as a player, but I'm more of a fan of the shoes because if you look at like the retro ones and even the 11s with like the patent leather and like you just don't see that quality of shoes made anymore. And people say, oh, it's the same shoes being released with different colors. Like it is, but it's when you really look at those shoes, those are those are like there's a lot of history behind some of those shoes mm -hmm. and how they became, you know, to be Jordan's shoe or 
why he played in this one or why couldn't he play in this one. So for me, I, I, I love all that type of stuff. And growing up, I could never afford those shoes at all. Like my dad wasn't about to spend that kind of money on them. So getting older, I'm more into shoes now because I can actually buy them. So it feels good to have those shoes that I used to have the posters on my wall when I was a kid. Yeah. So my thing with that, yeah, was um, I feel like if like because I know Muhammad Ali, I know all these sports legends and like I've never been a big fan of them because I, n- I didn't grow up watching them. I know I respect them. And it's the same thing with Jordan. Like Jordan was a beast, bro. Six rings, fucking flu game. Like I respect all that shit, but I can't be a Jordan fan. I wasn't I wasn't right. I started watching NBA like at 2002. That's when I started like heavily when Iverson. And yeah, like Kobe and Iverson, yeah, and then LeBron got drafted in 03, so then that's when I started like fully invested. So like, like I can't say like that, you know, like I'm a fucking you know Jordan fan. I'm just not. It's like, but do you like the shoes? I do. I love. Yeah, retros. Retro, yeah, anything, everything outside of retro are just trash. Straight I saw, up I saw a meme. Like I saw a meme that said, uh, "Somebody tell the Mexicans that these Jordan flights ain't cool or ain't fl- fresh." And I thought that was pretty funny because all, my, all the Mexican homies be wearing those stuff. Yeah, bro. The, and the, the flights. <laughs> I was like, man, that's cold-blooded. That was me. I don't know what Jordan's going to do because eventually it's going to get to the point where, like, you've released every single color yeah. wave, every single style. That's like, what's cool, though, about getting, like, artists involved. So, like, I, I, love, Jor- I, like, I love Jordan's shoes, but I've always been a Travis Scott fan. So I love Travis Scott. He's one of my favorite rappers, so... Working with Travis Scott now, it's like, damn, I gotta have them. That's like now I it's fuck like with market, the shoes. marketing. Yeah, so I think that's what the coolest thing about the shoe game is now. I mean, you had Homeboy here on the podcast, and he had some different shoes with him, and I'm sure you know he'd know more about it than me. But just as a fan, a consumer of the shoes, I like to me they mean more. To, like I'm rocking them, you know. I got Homeboy. Oh, I can't believe you're rocking them. I'm like, why not, bro? Why them. would you buy them? Yeah, then, you but know? that's just me though. That's just me. Like I, I appreciate them. I, I just like like the shoe. So. The homie Ruben, he still, he has some brand new Yeezys, and he's like, just stepped all on him. He's like, yeah, I like his shoes, bro. Oh, he stepped on his homie oh, shoes. Oh, his own shoes. Like, oh, he rubbed them on a tire and shit. He was like, they're just fucking shoes, bro. Ah, oh, hell no, nah, bro. Ah, bro, I would be like, I, I feel like a fucking pain in my heart. Like, ah, oh, hell no. Yeah, nah. Did that recording was like, ah, oh, bro, what are you doing? He was like, for real, fucking shoes, bro. Like, ah, nah. Yeah. Like, I'm very fucking careful with all my shit, bro. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is, especially the, the, shoes. The most painful thing though is like, so like, I'll get pissed when people step on my shoes. But the one that sucks is like when it's your kids. So like, you can't do it's shit. Like, fuck. Like, I had some like, you know, platinum ten elevens that like, if you know what those are, you know, you could touch them, bro, and they get they look dirty. And my son's playing, and he runs to give me a hug, and I and he just steps on my shoe, and I'm like, you know, I'm pissed, man. But it's like this is my son, you know, he's giving me a hug. I get my dog all the time, motherfucker. You just gotta watch out with him. You gotta be extra <laughs> careful. Yeah, bro. Like he be doing that shit. You know, obviously it's unintentionally, but like, my fucking my Jordans, like, nigga, like. That's why. Uh, what what was that thing? So uh, they said one rock them and stock them or something. People buy like one and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Fat Joe. Uh, I mean, a lot of people do. See, that's the thing. That's why I don't get into things like that because I don't got money. <laughs> like, well, one, I stop. Like, like I if stop. I had like DJ Khaled money, fuck yeah, I would. I would be looking into all that shit, but yeah. like I had to stop once I became a freelancer and it was just fucking depending on, you know, the client work. Like I stopped. I was like, I can't do this right. shit. So my I'll tell you, like, as drained. a salesman though, I use like I use hobbies and stuff, and even to my new people. Like, this is something else, you know, we talk about the hiring process. Like, when I hire someone, I just, I do want, as a salesman, I want to know something 
that they like that they that they're supporting. So whether it's a family, right? So just because you don't have a family, don't mean I'm not gonna hire you. I like it when people come in and say, "Man, I got a kid, I got a newborn." I'm like, "Bet this homie's about to grind." But that don't mean like if you come in and you don't have it, right? If you're like, "Dude, I just got this." There's got to be something. Yeah, it's like if someone come in, they're like, "Dude, I just bought this damn Camaro. I don't even know how I was gonna pay for it, but I got it." And shit, I, I need to make some bread. I'm like, "Bet homie's homie's not trying to lose his car." Or it's like, you know, my shoes, right? Like once I became content, we talked about this last time too. Once I, once, when I first started sales, I was broke as fuck. And it, and then after my first year, I had saved up a good amount of money and I became comfortable. And like, I kind of laid, I kind of slacked a little bit. I took my, my foot off the gas pedal because financially I was in a good place. Everything was all right. And then it's like, I needed something to motivate me again. And I, and, and I was already into shoes, but I started really getting into them buying more and i was like look my wife's gonna kill me if i buy a fucking 250 pair of shoes so i'm gonna have to grind an extra three bills this month that way it's all good so i use stuff like that for motivation if i didn't hit my goal if i didn't hit my target then shit i just didn't get the pair of shoes that i thought i was gonna get and it's just it's just little things like that that you find it don't have to be expensive it could be something small bro but just keeping things that keep you moving you know my kids are always gonna keep me grinding my kids are always gonna keep me grinding but I want to grind harder, bro. So it's like you just throw things out there, man. And if if fucking if it's a slow ass year, then that's just less shoes, I guess. Right, right, right. Hell yeah. Right, different. I guess somebody do some people do. They're like, uh, I want that Lambo, you know. So that's their motivation. They're yeah. Like, man, I'm gonna do some people, I yeah, do to material Lambo. Material shit. I think you know when it comes to like um, motivation, I feel like I just want to be financially stable, man. Like just not worry about shit, you know. Right. To the point where if I want to go on a trip for a month, I can do it. Not like be like exactly. fuck, like you know, just yeah. And that's why if 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 you want to go into sales, Bam, it's a, a good month. thing. <laughs> yeah, because, bro, on that shit, bro, and then go back and be excited. Like I want to get back. And like, bro, I, and it happens, bro. Like I've seen, I've seen other, I've seen salesmen. Like I was shook when I first started when my coworker showing up in a Porsche, my other coworker showing up in a BMW, my manager showing up with this 2018 brand new fucking. Uh, Sierra truck and I'm like damn I'm over here in this little fucking bucket like I'm trying to I'm trying to grind you know it just when you see people like that it's it just makes you like I don't give a fuck you know what their pockets are looking like but when you just know they're like they're doing the same job as me so that means I got that same opportunity right obviously cars ain't my thing so, so if they can afford that you'd be like damn imagine having that right. kind of money in my yeah, pockets because I know I don't care about a vehicle right but I know the money's there so I'll use my money for other shit so it's just, it's cool, man. It's it, like, I remember it felt good. Like the first time when I took my family after, but after being broke as fuck and for quite a while and struggling and it was like a year or two ago, I got to take my family back home to California and we went uh, for like 12 days out there and we just, we went to the zoo, we went everywhere and it was like, I would have never been able to do that financially, you know, but I was busting my ass. And once you, once you do stuff like that, that's what keeps you going, man, because you just want to consistently be able to provide. To that enjoy the life. finer things, you know, yeah. like just because, bro, like they say, you know, money can't buy you happiness. And I 100 percent agree with that. But financial stress is ugly. Like I, it's it's a dark thing, man, because especially as a man, it's always in the back of your head. As yeah, a provider exactly. Of the house, as a provider of the house, like, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes down to you. Like you, you have so when you're not able to pay a bill, and when or something, once you get to that level where you can provide, it feels so fucking good. Like yeah, bro, like you oh are man. that guy that they depend on, like exactly. your son, wife, and, right. and you know what I'm saying. Like 
like that feels good. Like you, that guy, you're that alpha. Like, men, men are underrated, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> and you know what? It's crazy because you know, I lately, more lately, I've been seeing more things about like a men, emotional health for men and things like that. And I think that's a real ass thing, bro. Because as a man, bro, that's when you're going does, through that shit, no one, no one's ever, uh, no one's ever asking you, like, bro, how's it going? Like, how's life? Real shit, bro. That's why everybody got addictions yeah. and all kinds bro, of shit. Bro, people be smoking weed and shit. Cause it, it gave me, me a flashback. Let me just get all geeked out with my homies and talk about my feelings and shit. But no, nah, but but shit. that's what I'm saying, man. But so yeah, if you have a homie out there and they're going through it, man, just hit them up and just ask them how's it going. Because I know as someone who went through that, it's tough, bro. That nigga might be crying. That nigga might be. Yeah, crying. it's it, it's a thing, bro. Like. Some people just fucking thug it out, to be honest. And that's what I did, and I made Come it. Come in. <laughs> Andy and his motherfucking bitch. What up, what up? <laughs> he dunked on me earlier. Yo, um, so uh, it's a thing, bro. It's a fucking thing. Mental illness and mental issues is like you never thought. Like uh, yeah, Aaron Hernandez, most, like most people go homeless and shit. Yeah, right. you never thought. Like with Aaron Hernandez, like he was. In the one of the best franchise to fucking play football well, I know the for. The thing with that fool though is his brain was fucked up right. from all the hits and drugs and shit too. But like, hey, let me tell you this though. Brain so damage. we're talking. We were talking about. Uh, we were talking about being broke, right? And all the stress. But people don't realize, like, when you have money, bro, it's easy to get into another dark ass place. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first year after I, I was, you know, financially in a good place. I didn't have shit. I felt like I didn't have shit else to do. Like we were going on vacations. I was taking my family back home to visit. And it's like, you just like, you want to do something else. So I, I would always, I've always gone to the casino a lot, but I started going more and more and playing bigger money, bigger money. And I was winning, losing, winning, losing all the time. But once I started taking like L, L, L and took a few losses, I'm like, fuck, I was fucked, bro. And I had literally yeah, it's, lost it's, everything I had worked for for like two so, years. Yeah, see, that's how a lot, it's, of people, it's, a lot of people don't come back from that. Yeah, man. Like, and then, it's really easy and to it's, fall into that then, shit, man. Then what's worse is you're sitting here thinking about the whole, you start recapping like, damn, I worked hard for all this, and now I'm back in fucking square one. You know what I'm saying? Now you're fucked again. Yeah, and but like. You got to bounce back from that shit, man. It's a thing that, you know. It's just a lesson. Depression and shit, that's a thing, man. Like. Yeah, Especially like when you go like some of these people go on social media and they see all this lavish bullshit and like luxury this luxury that so they let like they compare that to themselves yeah. and that's when like the depression starts kicking in that's why Instagram was like man we're gonna take these likes away we're gonna take the fucking you know fuck that you know what I'm saying and just because of they they are aware of that shit they're aware of people fucking depending on that shit to to be well you know what I'm saying right. like yeah like you yeah. go and compare these fucking if you're gonna do that, something do that shit for you do right. that shit for your family don't don't like don't care what nobody else thinks yeah like, because at the end of the day bro those people ain't gonna pay your bills and when it, the shit goes it, it's it's sad because like some people are mentally weak because they'll be like oh man i wish i was you i wish like don't wish a nigga be him like or be right. your own person but like try to surpass him or something but you know people like, don't know what problems we really got like like, like, I have people all the time, you know, they'll tell me, man, dude, like, dude, you're doing so good and this and that. And I, I wish, you know, I wish I was in your shoes. And it's like, bro, you don't know what I got going on. Bro, I got some, I got, you know, I got problems just like you do, you know. Yeah. The people that are going hard on Instagram, bro, they're yeah, probably they're fucking probably sad fucking and miserable. Bad. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, if you see all the, a lot of the people that, that commit suicide and shit, they're happy. Like, when, when. You're like, damn, that fool looked happy. Yeah, like, when they, uh, well, that's the thing, though. Whenever you never uh, a lot of people are in, like, public settings and shit, they'll try to just mask it out you know but then and, and, and those I, are probably usually the people and i feel like that's like, one of the reasons too that like i don't even like post my relationship too like on on social media that much because it just 
you know, it, 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 it impacts the other person because they're expecting, oh, you know, like Margot would be like, oh, why you haven't like posted something about us? I'm like, it's not that I don't want to, but I just like, I don't need to prove to anybody. Who the fuck do I need to prove that we're in a, we're in a relationship and we're right. good and shit like, you know? And like, I try to just stay away from it because I feel like, like we don't need that shit. You know, the more I feel like, and I've looked and like, you know, entrepreneurs and pe- people that have that keep their spouse you know, away from social right. media, like Gary Vee's one, you know, right. um, there's a lot like they just, they're more successful. Yeah, you know, they don't got to worry saw, about that I saw shit. somewhere where it, where it said like social media is basically just a highlight reel of people's lives. Like the highlights, it's not, it, you're not seeing like what they're really going on my through. Snap, it looked lit. Like yeah. it's all fucking, but people didn't know I was like on three hours of sleep and fucking really didn't want to be there. You know, right. like I'm just all the shit that I had to do the day before, but when they look at my snap, they're like, exactly. oh, this nigga's right there having a fun. I mean, it was fun, you know? It was a good experience fun, and shit. But your yeah. life ain't just full of that. Yeah, yeah my day was shitty too, man. To be honest, like, I, I didn't even... I was full of hair for like the fucking five yeah. hours before well, that. Well, shit, I had a... I, honestly, at that time, I shit, I was good. Yeah, but you know yeah. what? But check this out, though. But we had a good time. We kicked it. I didn't. I wouldn't. Yeah, see, know, I wouldn't have known that y'all were having a like. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. People don't ever know what people are really going through. Exactly. Because I was having see, a shitty day too. When you, when you too. sign yourself up for that type of shit, you got to put it. You know, when I exactly. got there, I didn't. I didn't tell you. Oh, I had a fucking exactly. Day, yeah. Like, and it all comes down to earlier when we were talking about when you show up to work, right? If I'm having a badass day, and now my clients are coming in, and I'm just treating them the same way that I feel like I'm having my day. Fuck that, bro. You'll never know. People notice. ain't going to deal with me. You'll never notice when I'm, I'm having a shitty day. It's like very rare, but because I don't like to, I don't, first of all, I don't like people feeling sorry for me and I don't like, bro, people this don't, is a, but this is a crazy story. When I had just met this fool, his mom passed away and I didn't even know. That's how crazy. I, I didn't post shit on Facebook, bro. Cause I'm like, and then that's crazy because Stephanie went to me and was like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that your mom passed away and stuff. I just heard about it and stuff. And, uh, you know. I did see that you didn't post anything because I'm just used to people posting shit. So I feel like that was another thing. I feel like when people post something that delicate, that's, uh, that's really, I just feel sorry for them because like, like, you know, like, why would you post that? Like, well, you know, you say, Oh mom, I love you and stuff. Like, why are you saying that to, to a damn fucking phone or computer? Like why, you know? So that, that, that was, first of all, I, I didn't like, if I don't tell you, you don't never know, like, my mom passed away. I don't want you to feel sorry for me because that's the first thing you're going to say, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Like, no, nah, right. don't feel sorry for me. Just shit that happens, you know, wasn't yeah. in my control. That, that's one. And when I'm having a shitty day, whether it's a relationship or somebody, you know, I, I just don't tell you. You just won't know. Like, I'll leave that shit at the house or wherever, but you won't, you will never notice. Right. You know, so it's like, I mean, as yeah. long as you're, see, and that's okay because we live in a time where everybody feels like they have to blow their business out there. As long as you're, as long as the ones close to you, you're having those conversations with them. Right. And you're getting it off your chest and you know, but I don't dwell about it that much too. Cause that's another thing. Like some people, when they are fucking mad or depressed or whatever, they keep feeding it. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't, I'm like, I know this shit is going to, you know, it's going to go away. There's going to be better days, right. you know, so. Yeah, you got to be a strong individual. You find a that. distraction. There's some people exactly. who can't. Like, you have to be strong. And, like, and if you're not that way, that's okay, too, because pe- not everybody, everybody handles emotions and hard situations a lot different. Yeah. But as long as you, you're you doing it in a productive way, like, I think it's, like, I hate to say it, but there's some people who are just dramatic about situations, and they post it on social media, and they go do dramatic things. They go out to the club and that's get drunk. Life. And that's all that, their and it's like persona, basically. Like, yeah. So like with that, like I just don't. Yeah, you'll never see that from me. I don't. I don't show that shit. I don't believe in the beef through internet and all that bullshit. 
yeah, it's just, yeah, don't feed off of that shit. Don't Got kind of quiet, huh? Talking about some serious shit right here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's definitely serious, but you got to be, because I had, like, I had uh, a family member, one of my cousins, he was uh, addicted to crack and shit. He stopped it, thank God, but he was like, man, he looked at me, he was like, man, how the hell do you do to deal with life? Like, how do you do it to deal with those complicated situations? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I feel like, I don't know if I was, I can tell you I'm gifted mentally, you know, I'm strong and shit because like he saw the whole process of, you know, I didn't have the best childhood and shit. My mom would always be drunk and shit. She had a serious uh, alcohol addiction, but um, on top of that, she died from cancer. So I saw that process of her being good to fucking being skinny, chemotherapy and shit. So it was, in, you know, and then my brothers, you know, I had to be strong for them too. So it was like, it was some crazy shit, man. I don't know, like, I'm just saying this shit right now, you know, so it's like fucking crazy that I'm opening to it. I normally just keep it to myself and shit, but I don't know where the hell it, it, it came from because one of the things is like I always said, like, I wanted to be an NBA player and not having, my mom was always drunk and not having my dad, he never was there in the picture. So, like, that was, I, you need somebody to push you, you know? So, like, that definitely taught me how to be, like so what, it, what, what would be the thing that got you? You wanted to just be in a better position? That's what I think that's what it was. What, what really kept me going is like, I want to be the difference maker of the family. Like, I want to be that like, damn, Darwin made it. Like, he did it. You know, that way I can look at my little sister that she's nine years old and be like, you know, set her up for the right, you know, for the right path. My little brothers give them, you know, like, I want to build a business where all of us are working together, you know? And then they'll be like, damn, Darwin made it. So that way when I have my kids, I leave that to that generation, and then they can keep building it, leaving it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what, like, if I if I'm, if I don't make it, then I want to make sure I make it. I give it to my kids. Like, I set them up for them so right. they can be in the right path so they can make it, and you know? It's crazy you say that because I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and we were talking about, like, wealth, right? So in a lifetime, let's just say, we let's just say we live to we're like let's just say 70 right but you're but you're an adult let's just say for, from 20 years so 20 30 40 50 60, let's say you got a good 40 50 years of money of serious time to make money right mm -hmm. to become a millionaire or even just super wealthy in that time it's you know it's not guaranteed it's rough right so instead of just trying to set yourself up for wealth it's it's generational like you got to set yourself up to a good position, pass that on to the, exactly. your kid, let him go. And you know what? It might not be you or your son who 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 has that financial. But you send them up for it. But then, you know, it gets there. And if my great great grandfather, you know, would have done that and passed it on and passed it on. And instead of it being selfish, like all or nothing, if I don't get it, that's a wrap. Like it's it's that's back in the day, back in the older days with these richer families and things like that. That's how they did it. And nowadays, people, they just want to get rich in their lifetime. And, and you can about do it. I mean, shit, you can do it. But I'm not talking just, you know, a milli or like a couple hundred yeah. racks. I'm talking about big time. Stupid empires like yeah. in, where there's like the prince and, and all, like they Some have dumb a whole shit. fucking. Right. Yeah, I feel like. And then and, and, like, once again, it's not like making it like you have to maintain it. I think that's the, yeah. the harder part. And like, once you make it, that's cool. But what are you going to do to maintain it or take it boom, exactly. up, you know, a scale? Right, so like, yeah, I think at that that's point, an yeah. eye of the beholder too. Like, I know people who they make fucking forty grand a year and they made it, and right? that's the interesting part. It's all about perspective, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And and then what? And, and my definition of success might be different from your definition too. Exactly. Like maybe my thing is money, which reality is not. But just to give you an example, maybe my thing is money, but maybe his thing is like 
making fifty thousand a right. year and like just making sure you know he he's happy with this job and like and the I family. see that every day like in my you job. You know what I'm saying? At being in manage like managing my employees, like I'm no longer the salesman. So now I have five or six guys that I have to want that I want motivated every day. Some are older than the other. Some are younger. Some value money. Some do not care about money. But you have to understand what these people are valued. Like I have one guy. He don't care, bro, about making eighty grand a year, sixty grand a year. All he cares about is recognition. He wants that pat on the back. He wants to. He wants to win awards and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, bro. I treat him just like the dude is motivated by money. But you just have to understand, like, like he said, what's making it. Like, what's success to you might not be success to you. So that's that's one thing that you want to always understand too is. But I, yeah, I feel like um, you know to anybody that may be struggling with you know mental health or depression or whatever, I think you just got to find something that you're just targeting for. And like, if you know you're weak, then go find somebody that's like mentally strong that can. Because the only thing, yeah, the only yeah, that shit, you know, cause exactly. That's another thing, man. Not everybody, not everybody's strong, you the, know. Yeah, so. the best thing I could I told my cousin I was like, man, I just feel like I'm just passionate about life man i'm passionate about just living it man you just right. get one shot you know like i just want to be able right. to have a family and and eventually just keep Go, growing uh going back to the to dame dash I, I talk about dame dash a lot but he does a lot of good shit he he says that whenever bad shit happens in his life the only thing he can do is make sure that he's enjoying his life at the time because bad things are going to happen you know people are going to die yeah shit is going to happen so you have to just be in a position where you still love your life enough to exactly. you're going to be sad but at least you still love your life enough right. to you got to find the good in the dark at all times exactly exactly you just got to learn how to overcome it and not dwell about it that right. much like and i mean like for me like i never had direction in life until i had like my son like i was just winging it my whole life i felt like i was just winging it and then like when i had my son that's when i realized like my goal is just to make sure no matter what i leave I put my son in a good position to be successful in whatever way he wants to. I don't know. It's crazy, man. Like back when boy. I was hella young and you would say like, oh, the, my, my kids are the best thing that happened to me. Like I didn't get it. I was like, man, I'm bullshitting. But I don't I'm, I don't have a kid yet, but right. I, I kind of understand that, right. you know, when you have a kid and like you're that's one of your motivations and you want to make sure you get him in the, that right path. Like when I hit I saw I was watching a podcast of Kevin Hart and he was like, man, I'm, I'm happy because I have a healthy family, you know, a healthy wife, two kids. And and man, I, I they're my best friends. And like I want I want them not to see me just as a dad, but also as a best friend. So like that was kind of tight when he's like, oh, when I ask my kids, like how your day is going or who do you like? I want to be there. Like I want to know instead of, you know, like shit like that. And I was like, that kind of makes right. sense, man. Like I fuck with that, you know? Yeah. And and like, for example, Andy, you're here. When you had your son, do you feel like that kind of put things in perspective for oh, you? Oh, definitely. Because, man, I was working two jobs, still not making it. Like, still with my mom, hoping she pays for everything. That way I can stack my bread. But things don't happen like that. My mom had a shitty job, so I had to help pay all bills. And just keep in mind, I had a kid on the way. So it was definitely tough. So I had to just level up. To me, and I, I, yeah, I, I absorb like, like I watch and like pay attention to like. There are certain situations where when people have kids, they're not in the best situation. Like there's a YouTuber and it's Casey Neistat. He was in New York when he had his first kid. He was just turning eighteen and he was in a small ass apartment. 
You know, so he had to find a way to like, all right, I'm having this kid, you know, this is my son and shit. So I got to find a way to make sure I provide from him. I'm not in the best position, but I got to switch that shit up. Like I got to, That's why I you respect know. the fuck out of my dad. Cause yeah. he, when he had me and my sister, he was in a, he was in a, I mean, I look at it and I'm like, dad, why the fuck were you having kids? Like, <laughs> to be like, honest, like he just had mom, two, bro. Him that, he mom, just had yeah. two. So like, him and my mom lived in a he did a good job. Like this. I wasn't even born in a hospital. I was born in a, like in a house and shit. Like poverty, bro, and right. he, you know, he made it fucking happen. I was yeah. like, damn. Shout out my yeah. pop, bro. We came here, uh, nine of us in a one bedroom apartment. So you got nine brothers. So while well, there was there was uh nine and well, your mom, mom and dad. So, so how many there's brothers? Seven of us. Like, there's seven of us. Seven. Yeah. So uh, we came here. We lived in Park Village apartments when we came from California on a one bedroom apartment. Now my dad owns three homes. You know, he's, that's, he's yeah, retired. That's, he's chilling. And, uh, you're never ready. He came like, here they, they say like, oh, you, you got to make sure you're ready for the kid, but like for it to have a baby or whatever. Well, and I, and, I, and I think you, I mean, me personally, like, I, you know, I took kind of a different approach. I didn't, I knew I didn't want a kid. I knew I didn't want a kid. Like, so I fucking did everything I could to not have a kid. And that was always in the back of my head. Like, right, right. Yeah, me too. Me too. But, but I, I be, I, I get scared know? sometimes. Like we've but got, now I'm but I'm always like, this kind of fuck. Like, I'm right, right. I'm. I'm yeah, a strong exactly. believer. I guess I was just disciplined and I kept my dick in my pants. Like, hey, uh, that's always <laughs> the way to do it. But I've, I'm a strong believer and everything happens for a reason. So I, I feel like shit. If when I had my kid, I didn't plan on it, and I'm, I wasn't probably you know doing everything I was supposed to do to not have my son. But when I had him, I'm just like right away, bro. They tell you this, bro. Like when you're having this kid, every older dude, every homeboy that has kids is gonna tell you. Bro, man, when you have a son, bro, it's just different. And you're just, you get tired. Like, through this nine months, like, it's like, bro, I get it. Me. Shut your ass up, bro. And then it's like, in that moment, bro, it's like that moment when you just, you know, you're there, you cut the umbilical cord, and you're in that moment. It's like something just feeling, bro. And it's like. That shit crazy, fuck, bro, because like. I feel what they were saying. You I don't know if I'm, I'm ready for now it. Now I'm telling all the little Because I've been homies. thinking about it, bro. Like, I get it. I have a dog. That's, that's my nigga, bro. Like. I when I have a long day like today. So imagine your kid. Yeah. You so when I have a long day, I'm looking forward to seeing this nigga because the energy he provides when he sees me, like that shit's like. Bro, and I that's like, like that me. Shit. Like when I come home from work and my kids, bro, it's like I'm the coolest in that moment. I'm like the coolest thing in the world to someone. And my daughter, right. and I have my daughter. So when they're both running up to me, it's just like you forget about all the bullshit, all the stress, all that, because all you care about is just the moment with your family. Bro. Exactly. So. So I feel like that's like I was like, damn. Imagine what my kids like when they. And come see to that me, can like, go both ways though because it, it can be great but then when it gets to the point when they start like thinking their own shit and everything like imagine being a dad and you get home well that's hold on hold on hold on you imagine you getting home and then your kids are just like in a dark place or in a like it's scary being a it's parent scary. That's it is, exactly and like, it, imagine you're someone to like fucking kill himself or it, yeah it can like go either that. way man it can go either way you can have a kid Bro. where like when he was little like you they, he was good, but then, like, when he hits puberty and shit, they have, like, mood changes. So they, like, become more aggressive and, like, they don't want to listen to you and shit. It's up to you as a parent to make Bro, sure it they... It is up to you as a parent because I'll say this, and I could be wrong, and I'm not a I'm not a mental health expert or anything. I'll say this. I got homies growing up that have been in dark places. I, got, I know people who have killed themselves and done the whole thing. There was always a point where someone probably... I don't want to say it was someone else, but whether their parents or somebody else wasn't there for them or didn't check on them and really like see what was up. So, so, so as a parent, all I can do is make sure I provide the, the best environment and the best relationship. Like it's it's he's going to be his own person. He's going to have his own thing. You can only do what you can do. But as long as you can go to sleep, knowing that you invested as much as you could into your kid, 
That's yeah. All you could do. So like it, it, it can go either way. So for I can give you an example. Like my sister, right? My sister's nine years old. She's the sweetest thing, man. Right now she's in that age. But when, when she starts growing up and start thinking like, ah, oh, why didn't I have like this? Or why didn't my mom wasn't here? My dad like that might cause her to be more mm-hmm. like in like a more aggressive stage. And it's happened. Like you get to that stage where they don't want to listen. They're just in their room listening to, you oh. know, music all day, not doing shit. It, it might happen. Hopefully it doesn't. But like it, it just really depends. Like. That's why I try to be there for my sister at all times. She gave me a call today. She was like, oh, can we go to the, can we go skating on Friday? I cannot say no to that shit. Right. Like, I, it doesn't matter what I have. I'm canceling it. I'm going, right. you know what I'm saying? And that's so the like, thing too. Like, so like, you're kind of like, you would say you're, you're like a father figure to her. I wouldn't say a father figure. I want her to look at me as like the big bro. Like, like I, right. I learned a lot. And that's you know? big time. Cause like sometimes as a, like everybody has, who has a big bro, like I've had big, like my bigger older brothers, they were on their own shit. So they never really like took me a lot of places. But I had like older people, like my I had my sister's boyfriend who passed away. He he became her husband and everything. But he was like my big bro, like taking me for the rides and shit. And as a young person, it's always cool to just have you know either a someone there to take exactly. You and, and, and you get stuck at the house all day, like that shit sucks. Somebody you look up to, like damn, like he was like my, one of my you know role models yeah. and shit. So that's like Positive what I try shit. to be with my brothers and shit. Like ah, my, my fucking. And brother it's different Shanti. than a father figure, like you said, because. As like I wasn't always just calling my mom and dad, telling them my shit that I had going on, you know. But Marty, I would tell Marty, you know, hey man, this is what I got going on, you know, and he'll give me some real ass shit. I couldn't talk to my parents about this, so it's always good just that when you're growing up in teenage years or even young years, just to have people outside your parents because you can't always keep it one hundred with your parents. Yeah, exactly. So like with my brothers, I always giving them like you know advice and shit, like just to keep going, keep staying motivated. Look for something you're passionate about. Turn that shit into a career. And, like, it just keeps going and going. Like, it's just having that. And one thing I've learned as I've gotten older, though, is that as a son, keeping it real with your parents is probably the best fucking thing you can do. Because I used to always be paranoid, scared about shit. But here's the thing. Like, scared of judgment. But now, I'll tell them straight up exactly what I do. Everything. And sometimes their mind is fucking blown. But it's like, that teaches them to... Be better parents too, right, you know what I'm exactly. saying? Because so you're blessed honest. with excellent parents, bro. Like I feel like you have some excellent parents. Some parents understand. So imagine if you tell what you do, or I did, I smoked weed, or this and that, and then that turns in like, oh, let's take you to juvenile or whatever. Like you know, like that just turns goes downhill because not all right. the parents are gonna understand. Yeah, some parents in your case, you got like, like you got lucky, bro. Like that's that's tight because at the end of the day, you you tell them everything, and they're like, they know what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I guess so. I, I just think it's better to always not all parents are like that. Be honest though, because yeah, that, that it's sucks, good, bro. Lying to your but parents, you know what sucks though? This is what sucks because I've seen it. Like when you when you do keep it one hundred with your parents, when you're trying to be honest, but then when sometimes it hurts their feelings, bro. Too. But there's sometimes they didn't parent, expect it. Hey, like, but there's oh, parents shit. so that they do they go too hard, bro. They're like you gotta as a parent you do have to have hold your, your your kids accountable and discipline them but don't sever that relationship like if your kid comes to you with some serious shit first thing first value that they just came up to you with some serious exactly. shit and then you know take the right steps but don't like just completely flip because the next time something happens they ain't gonna come to you exactly that's why i think i had to learn that the hard way with my brother he would tell me some shit some dumb shit and i'm over here bro like you dumb bro like come on man right. like you know what i'm saying instead of me being like Damn, bro. Like, it's the same way. It happened, bro, bro. But let's let's see what we can do to you know fix this shit. You know, having what I'm a five year old, a four year old son, it's the same thing. Like when they do something and you just snap at them, 
And it's like, dude, that that's not always the best thing because now they're exactly. afraid of you. They don't want to. It's like the dog. Sometimes like when you snap at them and then they they did some shit. It's like it was probably your fault that they did that shit or something like. Exactly, and they don't know, bro. They're like, why? Like they're just like, why are you telling me? And if you tell them, like, because I've seen, like, heard it, bro. Like parents are like, oh, like my grandma the other day was telling my sister, like, she couldn't find her sandal. Oh, look good. Are you stupid? Like, look, look, you know, like, look over here. Look. So now and, that might. And I was like, I was like, grandma, you need to stop. Like, nah, that because. She's a she's a girl and like what is she doing like she ain't doing no harm to anybody like that might have like she might think deep down like oh I'm really stupid no you know what I'm saying you never know so it's like like I told her like then my grandpa told him like no nah, you need to stop because you just she can't got a mosquito nigga I do <laughs> this nigga damn bro these that mosquito yeah I, I, bro I the whole that. goddamn podcast they've been bugging we'll we have to fix that shit next time but yeah you never know what's going through their mind if they like oh now. Fucking stupid. So like, they'll think that shit and they'll just. Yeah, roll. You don't know the impact that it has, you know. So uh, I guess the lesson out of that is, uh, be good parents, motherfuckers. <laughs> real for real. Just be Go real, bro. It's just like we something. we've been talking about value all day, and it's the same thing with that. Like, be have value as a parent to your kid. Like, don't just be a be there to be like pointing shit out all the time. Oh, you don't ever do shit right, and this and that. So I, I would I think this has to be probably one of the coolest ass feelings. It's like, like, let's say your son, you know, he's older already. He's probably in his 18s, and he's like, Dad, let's go to this NBA game, like Thunder game or whatever. He chooses you over his friends. Right. You know, sometimes uh, they'll go with dude, friends. So, but so I feel like that's got to be It's crazy you say hell. that. It's so crazy you say that because so the other day I was at work, and uh, a customer came in, and uh, everyone was busy. So I grabbed this tablet. And I'm like, what, can I, what brings you in today? And then they're like, oh, I just want to pay a bill. And it's like this son who's probably about 25 years old, his dad's probably like 55 years old. And, like, bro, they're both wearing, like, matching, like, hats to some NBA team. And he's like, Dad, did you hear about so-and-so like this? And the dad's like, no. And they're, like, looking on the phone. And, man, that's crazy. And, like, they're, like, talking about sports, like, passionately with each other. And then, like, I just thought to myself, like, you know what? My dad never was into sports. And, like, my passions and my loves are way different than my dad. So my dad always thinks I'm just on some, some bullshit. You know, but it like, but it would, I just thought, damn, like, how cool would it be to share like that type of passion with like, exactly, your son? because even as a, as a, this outsider, I saw this father and son. I'm like, dude, this is kind of dope. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I feel like Bro, it, as, as a parent, you when, made it. Like when if I you work with my dad. I can see it that he's fucking, he's happy, bro. Like, I'm happy too, you know, but carpentry's really not my shit, shit. But when I'm with him, that makes me want to do it because I see that he's happy. Like, he's like, but I feel like my son is over here fucking putting in work with me. Like, you could find something that, like, no, and I mean, I still like it, you know, but that's one of the things that I love about working with him is that when we pull up to a job site or something like that, people are like, damn, that's tight. Like, that's your son. Like, yeah, me as a parent. I always thought stuff like that was cool. Like, when you see father and son businesses and things like that. Yeah. That's why I think it's cool watching my younger brothers. They got their business together and watching my two brothers be out there grinding. Like, yeah, that's tight. I feel like as a parent, like you made it, bro. Shout out to Ryan, man. Shout out to. Yeah, yeah. shout out to crazy ass Ryan. He he probably on the streets right now. Hustling and uh, they, shit. Yeah, no. When I say that, bro, he actually they accidentally left some. Oh ed- shit, shit. They, yeah, they yeah, accidentally yeah. left some edibles in the fridge. And that shit is hilarious. My dad grabbed them. I midnight snacking. <laughs> <laughs> my dad was midnight snacking. So they homeless right now. No, shit. bro. Hey, they 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 probably just laying low right now, letting my dad cool down. Yeah, yeah. I feel them on that, but they're on the computer looking at Brookwood applications. <laughs> Brookwood <shit>. apartment. <laughs> 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 hey, bro. You know she done got rough when your ass ended up at Brookwood. Shit. Uh, 
But yeah, like I said, it, I feel like it's the ultimate goal, man. Once you are, you know, your your son or daughter is older and they're inviting you to a game or whatever, and something you guys, you both like, like the Kobe and and, and uh, Gigi situation, like that was tight, man. I feel like that was like right. she was into the games, and right. I, like that's one of the reasons Kobe wanted to retire. Like, okay, I'll, I'll go to the games with you. And, then, and you like, bringing that up just goes back to what Av said. Like, enjoy your life, enjoy it. it. Don't matter if you got money or don't have money, because shit can be gone in an instant. So as long as you're putting your time and effort into what you love and do, Kobe died doing what he loved doing with the people he loved. So I mean, at least you know, if I was to die, I'd be content knowing that you, yeah. That, yeah, that's what yeah. Davey says too, and it goes back to like, as if he dies today, he died doing something he he you know he he loved. You Bro, know? died taking dude. I died helping you know died chasing like passions with my kids. Yeah, somebody kills me over there while I'm leaving. Bro, so so look, so if I would have got blasted, right? We talked about my Aaron story, Reborn. Imagine if I would have got blasted. That would have been fucked that, up. That means I didn't die doing what the fuck yeah, I love. That would have been, been a bad. bitch. That's, that, why, that's probably one of the reasons why you were like, fuck this Dude, that's shit. why yeah, I said. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Because think about that. That's That was when I said I need a career change because I'm over here knocking on doors trying to repo shit. For $12. For $12 a fucking hour chasing these little bullshit bonuses. Like, think about that, bro. If I would have died doing that, that would have fucking sucked. Like, if I get run over right there, I'm like, fuck it. At least I died doing a podcast, something I enjoy and fucking like, love, you if know? If you're going to risk your time or do anything, man, do, do shit you love, man. Do Hell shit yeah. you love. Damn, brother, we out here. We've been out here for an hour and 40 fucking minutes. That's dope. Hey, we, Jay, we, we, Jay Paulo still has that record, huh? Hey, we made yeah. up for the two hours that we wasted. <laughs> for real, bro. Like, it, it just went... It just went to the, kept going, it got it better and better and shit. But we're going to wrap it out. I think Jay Pottles is still going to have the record. I think his shit is That's an hour and 46. And he's an OG, so I ain't trying to take that record. No, no, from no. Him. It was Jay. Uh, it was, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, Jay Pottles is an OG too, but I think you're thinking Jay Poe. No, no, Jay, oh, not Jay Poe. It's oh, not Jay Poe. Oh, no, no, all right. The one with the fucking hat. Oh, no. I mean, hey, bro, respect to you too. You probably an OG too, but I yeah, thought you yeah, said bro. Jay He's Poe. OG in graphic design. That nigga cold with it, so. Uh, he still has a record and shit, but man. He's just a fucking hippie. He doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, he's the meme god, the Facebook god. But, I mean, I think that's it, man. We covered everything, man. Shit. It's, Hell yeah. It's, it made up for it, bro. It made it up dope. for it. We, I just got to make sure I fucking save this shit. Hopefully, bro. Because you know what? I'm, I'm going to still water. If it happens, bro, trust me. I go to still waters hey, and I fucking Nah, bro, we'll just lunch. do a webcast. We'll just do a webcast. It wasn't meant to be. <laughs> oh, me. I yeah, at that point, it's like not meant to be. But fuck it, man. We're going to wrap this shit up, man. Appreciate you coming for the no doubt. I appreciate second you. time. But it feels like it was the third time because we did it three yeah, times. Man. But you know what? AB behind the cameras, you know what I'm saying, out here clutching. Yeah, thanks for the support with everything else, too, bro. Yesterday yeah, you gave us some good insight. Yeah, man, bro. I always tr- Here's the deal. Like anybody, Anytime you got friends, if you're going to support them, bro, if you have the time, always just, bro, it means a lot to people when you support them, so. It's shit crazy, man. Like, you didn't, you necessarily didn't fuck with that type of music. I don't fuck with the type of music if he doesn't, but we know when we see talent, we know. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's one of the things that, yeah, we're big and on. That's what like I like support. telling people, for example. So, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, or if you're just, whatever you're doing, AV been posting a lot about the band, you know, Padrino that he's been, you know, I post a lot with. too. You I share it. I share lot. it. I don't listen to that music, but I've seen the videos on Snapchat. I'm hearing this shit. I'm hearing this shit. I said, fuck it, bro. I'm trying to go see these dudes. And that's just advertisement for you. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you got to shove it down people's throat for them to listen. That's crazy. And, yeah. That's exactly worked, what it is. Like I bought tickets for me and my wife. We went and uh, it was dope. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it was cool, man. I feel like it goes back to like, you, you know if what you you know talent when you see it you know so like exactly. supporting them is uh something like and when i say i don't fuck with it that the music 
genre doesn't mean like ah yuck like I, I I got I'm getting used to it. Is I know all their songs and shit. That's not what you're playing. Your and I can though, like. right. It, yeah, yeah. And I can drink a beer and jam to that shit. You know, right. so it's like tight. It's tight. You know, it's something different. We got out of a, our comfort zone. Yeah. We wasn't fucking with these rappers, <laughs> like AV would say. Hey, but. hey, hey, bro! It's time shit. to just go full blown, like you know, bandas and uh, stuff like that. Because the rappers start tucking my shirt in and buy some ostrich sombreros drinks. and shit. I know, some bro. Boats. That's how I felt yesterday, bro. I threw on some stingrays and a belt, and I said, "Damn, bro, I ain't looked this Mexican in a minute." I'm used to Jordans and shit, but you know Real what? Shit. We doing it tonight. Yeah. Oh yeah. But shit, let's wrap this shit up, man. Once again, brother, thank you for coming. AV behind the camera, Andy for pulling up mid podcast. You know, you need to get him on here. Yeah, we might, we might. But let's wrap this shit up, man. Uh, we are fucking out. Peace. Peace.